and welcome back to a back and back and back and back and back to the final episode of Jason the Wheel Warriors Take Two. We hope. The real final ride at Journey's End. We hope. <laughs> we, we hope, we pray, we beg for deliverance. I did feel bad uh, at the end of last the last time we recorded this exact episode when you're like what you know what what do you want to say to sum up and i was like it's don't do it don't do it yes. <laughs> i felt bad well, no. i reflected upon myself and i'm like no actually no no it, it holds up i think that that, that we statement just, is true we were all just tired and emotional uh, yeah i am tired and emotional again so i'm i'm, just... I'm tired because i've come straight from project meeting at work but yes I, we digress. So, cards on the table. This is the second time for us recording this uh, final instalment of the Jason Wheel Watch Along. The final ride at Journey's End, as it were. Or the second final ride at the second Journey's End. Also, appropriately, time and time again. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> strikes twice and all that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, we did record this episode before. But when to edit it, the audio was fucked. So, so we decided to gamble on a new microphone on my end, <laughs> yes. even though it wasn't my audio. No, was no, it was my own. So we've got Mark a new microphone. I've had to RMA my audio interface, got a new interface. I bought Naomi another new microphone. So she's got the same one as me. So technical shit you don't really care about. What you guys are here for is Jace. And before we get into the episode proper, I want to send a massive props and a massive thank you to DJ Song Machine for letting us use his awesome remix of Jason the Wheel Warriors for the intro to every single one of these episodes. The theme tune arguably being the best thing about this show. Agreed. Agreed. Almost the best thing about this podcast as well, actually, because I really do like the song. <laughs> the remix is banging. <laughs> the remix, yeah. Yeah, it's really banging. That's, I'm so, like, yeah. For anyone who's not checked it out, if you enjoy that intro, go check out DJ Soul Machine's YouTube and his Bandcamp. Uh, all the links are in every single show notes for each and every episode and also on our dedicated Jason the Wheel Warriors page on the website where you will also find out find our complete compiled list of every single one of the ring of light usage and what it does which was never as good as the first time <laughs> you, you just don't beat laser cards no you don't you don't be like gambit could have told you that <laughs> but yes so that's what that is what you will find there proteinramblings.com go check it out for all your jason wheel warriors needs and also check out wheelies.net which after the last ep- after we finished recording last night, we found an old fan site for Jason the Warriors called wheelies.net. And oh, howdy, is it an old site? It's yellow text on black background. Painful to look at. Yeah, so it's it, it, it's like having an aneurysm. Speaking the of which. on it is just <laughs> breathtaking. Yes. <laughs> the one, the picture of like the Monster Mine London double-decker bus that so was good <laughs> and speaking of fan art before we get into the uh, the episode reviews proper man some people have got some weird obsessions with flora on deviant art it's like like but it, it's, it is I, not it's, a surprise it's kind of okay because they do age her up for their drawings but still but then it, then it's like they looked at this i don't know how old she's meant to be 10 year old girl and we're like i can't wait till this 10 year old girl is 16 and that's weird too maybe maybe Plants age in dog years. I don't. I mean, plants kind of <laughs> go dormant and come back to it's life and wither. And... <laughs> uh, let's let's not dwell on Flora's life cycle. 
<laughs> Let's move on. Yes. So we shall commence this final episode again. Time with and time again. Time with episode 61. Time and time and time again and again and again. Oh God, there's so many things about this episode that yes. like, I, I love and hate at the same time. So my first note on this episode, bad animation. Was it, yeah. it was a weird animation and it was a weird like incidental chatter episode as well. Yeah, this is the one that was like, being hey, what's, being like, uh, oh, what's, what's going on? What's oh, no. Or just hurt. Oh, no. <laughs> no it was, oh, man. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so, no, no, it was, we'll get to it. I've got it in my notes. I specifically made note of it. <laughs> Good. Uh, so we open on Monster Mind Vines chasing the Pride of the Skies through space. Uh, and it's very clear that the Lightning League are actually losing this one from their dialogue. You know, they're talking about how uh, how badly the fight's going. They end up blasting the Vines with the barges' guns and they think they've dealt with it. So they're then kind of celebrating and the Zoggies jump on Oon, who of course immediately assumes he's being attacked by Monster Mines, despite complete lack of evidence for this. The Zoggies are like tasering him though. <laughs> Yeah, they. Are, I, I didn't get that at all. I, I, yeah, I just assumed it was kind of like a, an interaction between what he was made of and what they were made of. Because <laughs> oh. that's what happens when you put two metals together. Are, electric. You, are you trying to ascribe logic to this show and its science? No, but I think you should at least have basic... <laughs> oh, I've given up on that. No, he is, I don't remember, care anymore. He is, he is just made of a common alloy, remember? <laughs> yeah, they use him to make potions. Was it? Everything. Repair bits of ship. I don't know. What, 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 what? I forget already. What was the episode where Gillian just kept taking bits of Oon? Oh God, I can't remember. I, I wiped it all from my mind. When we finished recording last time, I deleted <laughs> my notes and just moved on with my life. And then I had to go into my delete folder and recover my I notes. See, that, that, that was an amateur mistake. I kept my notes. I may, like, I don't have the full list, but I may publish my notes on the website yeah, as well. Yeah, that could be fun. Oh, so you can anyway. have mine too if you want. <laughs> yeah, why not? Can't, you can't have mine because I've deleted them all. <laughs> so anyway. We can't have the author's notes. They're, they're crap. They're really crap. Okay. Like, I'm very ashamed of my penmanship. So yeah, Un panics because something touched him. And as Flora is reprimanding him, the barge is jolted. And, and Flora senses a strange happening in space, which is my favorite line of this series. <laughs> strange. This is strange happening in space. <laughs> And what we see is they're approaching um, what Gillian very casually tells us is a quasar. It kind of looks like a star cluster, mm -hmm. which they're being pulled into. And Gillian is just like, oh, a quasar, that's interesting. Doesn't seem bothered that they're being pulled into it at this point. The vines attack again, which well, is where we I get mean, that. I was going to say, given their day-to-day -day lives, it's probably like fairly low like, down on the priority list. This is fine. <laughs> yeah, the vines attack, which is where we get the first bit of this. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's like crowd chatter, but bits of it really stand out because they're just... I don't know how you would say it. They're just out of place. Like you just hear her going, "Oh no," and it just the tone doesn't fit with what's it, going on. The tone is very much insincere tone. Yeah. And so what I said to Naomi when we were rewatching it earlier is, this is the the sound the reaction of the voice actor who played Herc being told that Jace is being cancelled. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so as the vines are attacking, Flora senses something large approaching, and we see, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we see a comet crash pass and it hits the quasar um and let everybody science lesson what comet plus quasar equals time lens <laughs> <laughs> so it, it creates I, I put in my notes it creates an accretion disk because at this point we haven't been told what it is and that's kind of what it looks like to me and i'm sure i'm wrong in my notes it was uh the fancy panna cotta dish from oh, MasterChef. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what an accretion disc is. To me, it looked like the back of a CD. It's just kind of, it was like space rubble being pulled together. So it was being accreted yeah. in, in a disc shape. Um, I'll accrete you in a disc shape. Don't know what that means. <laughs> 
I don't know You'll why you're being so later. aggressive with me. <laughs> um, I'm angry that we're doing this again. <laughs> so the, the pride and the vines are sucked into um, the accretion disc and the vines are destroyed by it. At which point Gillian, again, very casually throws out its time lens. Like uh, nobody has any He's just like, oh, it's a time lens. And everyone just kind of is like, oh, I guess. What, There's like a clock going backwards yeah. in the background. Well, what annoys me is the thing that the next thing Herc says is, well, then where are we going? And the correct question should have been, when, when are then we going? when are we when going? Are we going? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, I think it should be noted the lens takes them through time and space because they very clearly end up in a completely new location. No, that's not necessarily true, remember. Like if you travel back in time at a static location, like a different location would have been there. Yeah, I guess the so. The universe yeah. is constantly expanding. It's only 25 years, we find out. Would you like a whole solar system have moved in that time? Because yeah, they come the, out... The laws of this universe? Look at, like, who yeah, knows? Yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to ascribe logic to this. What is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. We cut to Sorbos monologuing. He's complaining that he's lost track of Jace and he's going to send one of his ships through the lens. And it's this very classic 80s anime-looking yeah. thing, isn't it? This red... It genuinely looks like they've nicked some animation cells from a proper anime and just Mm. used them in this bit because it's very reminiscent of like actual anime. And it especially sticks out because we haven't seen the Monster Minds travel by this kind of method before. Like we've seen the the vines going through space and we've seen the seed pods, but we haven't seen them use use space travel, space vehicles. Like it's just a ship as well, isn't it? It's not even like littered with plants. Yeah, literally just a ship. It it, it stood out to me for that reason. Um... So we then go back to the Pride, which emerges on the the other side of the time lens, uh, and Gilliam realizes they're back on their own home planet, pre Monster Minds. Yeah. Um. So he figures they've traveled back twenty five years, so Audric would be a teenager here. So he had Jace when he was young. Presumably, he he was clearly a stud, as yeah, we see. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so I mean, Herc wants to leave immediately. His point is they don't need to try and find Audric because the route doesn't exist at this point in time. So there is no benefit to staying and seeking out Audric. Um, but of course, everybody else wants to stay. So they just berate him until he gives in. Uh, as standard, usual. standard yeah, Herc yeah. of her. So my question here is, and again, I don't know why I'm trying to ascribe logic to it, but if Jace successfully warned Audric about the Monster Mine experiment, that means Jace can't travel back in time to warn Audric not to perform the experiment. Yeah, yeah, paradox. You, yeah. you already know because of the paradox mm. that this that they didn't succeed in that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, Gillian tells them they have a, like a short window. How many hours? It's like some... I've got it exactly. It's yeah. two hours, 38 minutes and 47 seconds. So that's the time they have before the time lens closes and they get back to their own time again. We see the monster mines emerge from the lens and they immediately head for the city where Jace and the others are. In the meantime, Jace arrives at his old school. He picks the first person he sees, this blonde kid, and asks him if they know Audric. And this kid is like, yes, I know Audric. You can find him in the arcade. Like, like the first person he bumps into. It's just to be like, fair, we <laughs> do Audric. find out Audric. We already have like, one Audric in this town. <laughs> Audric's sort of like a space jock. He's a bit of a big deal around school, here. isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> It yeah. is like, and, and this school is like Starfleet Academy yeah. for yeah, visual yeah, yeah, very much so. It looks almost exactly like a star, like the, uh, the star, it is star, Starfleet. Sorry, yeah, Starfleet. no, it is very much like Yeah, it's like very that. retro futurism, isn't it? It's how people mm. in like you, the you, 60s you thought You would now not would be look. surprised to see fucking uh, Wesley Crusher walking past. <laughs> but, but maybe Audric is a Wesley Crusher. I mean, his son definitely fucking is. Mm. Uh, so they go into the arcade and we see these two fighter ships taking on giant furry space Godzilla. Mega Grinch. Mega Grinch, <laughs> yeah. It, it's revealed to be like a virtual reality game and we see that one particular pilot takes out 
mega Grinch and everybody is super impressed. Like Jace and the gang walk in. They don't know who this is at this point, but they're just like, wow, that guy's amazing, right? It's the same kind of opening setup to one of my favorite kind of like retro enemies, uh, enemies, anime, Megazone 2, 3, part 3. The main character, it kind of opens up with him playing in a, like a, an arcade game in a similar sense uh, called Hard On. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what it's called. You know, yep. go and Google it, folks. <laughs> so, so yeah, they, they watch this pilot defeat Space Godzilla and they're all very impressed. We get a quick shot of the monster mines wrecking the city. Oh, sorry, before that, the, the pilot takes his helmet off and it is, of course, Audric, and that's, of course, yeah. why he's so super impressive. All the Lightning League are there stood looking and Herc's like, oh, that kid ain't so bad. And Flora's like, oh, he's wonderful. He's wonderful, Jace. And Jace is like, yeah, awesome. And then he takes off his helmet and it's Audric and they're all like And of course, aghast. Audric just looks like a slightly different Jace. Yeah, same hair. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, same stupid Like face. a toned darker hair, basically. Yeah, yeah. and a bit of a longer face. So we, we cut to the monster mines then wrecking the city and the, the blonde kid that they approach to ask about Audric kind of sees what's going on and he, he, for some reason, he's like, I've got to tell Audric. You did go over some fantastic background. No, no, that comes next. So you get the scene of this kid being like, I'm not going to go to the authorities. I'm going to go to Audric, mm -hmm. teenage space jockey. And then we go back to the arcade where people are flocking around to praise Audric for his arcade space jockey skills. And that's when you get the next bit of like crowd chat. So no, the first bit is when the when the monster mo monster moins moins monster moins when the monster mines actually start attacking. Oh yeah, and you get people being like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I, I noted it down. He goes, "Oh no, oi, what's happening? <laughs> oi, <laughs> oi, what's happening? Oi, what's happening?" <laughs> and then yeah, then we come to the swooning part where there's just someone in the background. What great shooting! Oh, look at that. <laughs> so out of place. Yeah. Slightly. They've actually landed in a cockney planet. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, I got that. That was some fine shooting. Sidebar. I've just I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen a lot and I've just come to the end uh, of the main Shadowbringers third expansion content and there is like this is high fantasy, right? Like <laughs> in the East it, End. <laughs> I shit you not. There's a a line in there where one character says, Geezer's off his nut. Oh no, Giza was doing his nut. I, I was like, what is this? EastEnders. Amazing. <laughs> it is hilarious. But anyway, back to Jace. Yeah, so people are praising Audric for his skills. The Lightning League approach him. Before they can actually talk, the, the blonde guy shows up to tell Audric about the monster mines. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why he didn't go to somebody else. Like anybody else. I have to tell this kid. Flora confirms it is monster mines. And, and then you see them actually approaching the building. Like, they must have been just around the corner because suddenly they're just yep. there. So the Lightning League jump in their vehicles. Very much like Roman on his golf cart. Yeah, <laughs> just in your face. Audric is having trouble getting his space scooter, whatever it is, up and running to get away from the monster mines. So he's basically in the path of one of the monster mines. And Jace sees this and saves him from being squished. Indeed, he does. By ramming it, ramming it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the standard, the standard of, like, how... Lightning League attack monster mines, ram it. Just, yeah, head first. Never mind all the weapons and guns, just mm. drive into it. <laughs> I, at, th at this point, after Chase has rescued Audric, he accidentally calls him father. So, you know, Audric is kind of like, what the fuck? And they, they're having this dithering moment where Jace is like, oh no, I've revealed the horrible truth. I mean, yeah, I'd find it to be horrible <laughs> truth. Be yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, It'd what? Be like looking, looking in a mirror, imagine meeting someone who's like effectively your brother, because <laughs> they are really, really close, identical wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Father, it would be confusing enough that you're almost doppelgangers there, yeah. and then they start calling you dad. I think yeah, you would assume that other person was mad. Aldrich never really acknowledges the fact that 
Jace looks like him at all. No. No, maybe no. he doesn't know he what looks he looks really like. unimpressed when it calls Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> they just like, no, I'm a young, hot space jockey. I can't be tied down. Um, but anyway, while they're kind of having this like, oh no, what moment? Uh, <laughs> a monster mind. The Spider-Man and... Yeah, pointing at Spider-Man <laughs> meme, yeah. A monster mind flashes a bright light in Jace's eyes, which bright light, both bright light. blinds him and renders him immobile. Um, because he just immediately <laughs> freezes. It renders him a gate. And he's yes, just staring straight ahead. And he's like, I'm blind. Freeze. I'm blind. And therefore, that means all other motor functions are broken. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So Audric's kind of running interference to protect mm. Jace at this point, And we see the rest of the lightning lead tackling the other monster minds. So we kind of know that. That's taken care of. I will I will know that as I'm reading through my notes between these points, <laughs> I've got <laughs> one note that says the animation is fucked all over. And then about seven lines later, it says the animation is hideous. Which is <laughs> like every few lines I've just inserted fucking horrible animation. <laughs> they they completely got, got rid of keeping it simple in this yeah. and kept on trying to do various things with camera angles yeah. and things. And it was just, it just looked wrong. Mm. Yeah, it did. Uh, so Un asks Audric to help Jace, and, and Audric is like, I'm no doctor, I'm a space jockey. But Jace is like, no, no, one day you'll be a talented scientist. Don't ask me how I know, I just feel it, and therefore you can cure my blindness today. Like, even, even, so Audric is going to be a scientist, botanist. He's a, be botanist. a botanist. Yeah, what has that got to do He's with He's got eyes? no business pouring chemicals in people's faces. Um, <laughs> at the school chem lab. <laughs> the school chem lab. But he, he agrees to do it. He's like, well, I guess I believe you. So he takes Jace to the school lab. Uh, it repeats that he's no doctor. Gives Jace an examination and is like, yes, your your pupils have constricted. Or something. God, I can't remember. He, he literally says something like, we need to resize yes. them. Yes. And then he just starts pouring chemicals into it's, Jace's it's eyes. It's not that they've... Uh, so it's not that his eyes need to be resized. What he says is that they've become paralyzed. Like the the they can't focus. The uh, the, the, yeah. the well, what are they called? The retina. Pupils, the retina. Re pupils. Know, or, yeah, pupils. The pupils dilated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, like the stuck. they're they're stuck open. What I love Which about which surely um... wouldn't make you blind. That means you could see too much. <laughs> well, all too you need much. all you need is a bit of Optimus Retinex yes, and memory yeah. to fix them. <laughs> what I loved about this scene, having watched it a second time, is Audric was there when this incident happened. He saw the bright light flash in Jace's eyes. And in the lab, he takes the time to tell Jace the diagnosis is a bright light got flashed in your eyes. Yeah. And <laughs> he was looking at the bright light as well. Why isn't he blind? He just wasn't looking directly into it like his idiot son. <laughs> so anyway, yes, he pours, what was it, Optimus Regeneron? Optimus <laughs> Retinex and <laughs> yeah. Um Into Jace's eyes. And of course it works. <laughs> our, I would put it Optimus, Optimus Retinex, the deleted Transformer. Throughout all of this, like, uh, not surgery, treatment, Boone <laughs> keeps calling Audric master mm. as well. And Audric gets progressively more pissed. Yeah. yeah. Which is it's fair. like, stop calling me master. Because he's calling Jace master as well. So yeah. Of, Can you help my master, master Audric? Is my master going to be okay, master? And and yeah, I would be annoyed. Like, just, oh, shut the fuck up, Boone. Shut the fuck up. So anyway, Audric restores Jace's sight and Jace just comes out. He's like, hey, you're my dad. And Audric is like, no, this is ridiculous. And then Gillian and the rest kind of TP in. And Gillian is like, believe him. Yeah, like they literally appear out of nowhere. Well, you hear Gillian speak before they appear. You hear him be like, believe him, Audric, or something. And then the rest of the Lightning League flash in. And I I thought that the purpose of this is that Audric may recognize Gillian. He may already know Gillian at this mm. point in his life. But he doesn't we know acknowledge. No, he doesn't. So he seeing doesn't Gillian pop him. in and be like, oh, this is your kid, he would like, oh, okay, I know maybe, you, I trust you. But maybe, that's obviously not the case. Maybe Audric just respects his elders. <laughs> well, yeah, he obviously doesn't know Gillian just, at this point then. Just like, he's older than me, therefore I believe him. It's how Trump gets elected. 
<laughs> I don't think that's how he did it. <laughs> so they're, they're all Just there in the lab, old. kind of crowding Audric and telling him that he must believe Jace's son. Uh, Herc points out that they're wasting time, which is a good point. So Jace tells Audric about the monster minds. He's like, you must promise me that when you become a great botanist, you won't do this particular experiment. And Audric is like, cool, I don't want to be a scientist anyway, so that's fine. I'm watching Keiji chew Naomi. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying hard not to make some pained noises. Flora senses monster minds, so everyone heads out to their vehicles, and Audric and Jace have a bit of an awkward kind of like, me and be careful moment. Um, I mean, we get a battle. Too, too little, too late for being careful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we and get the, the standard battle. I, I didn't really make many notes on this because you know what a monster mind lightning league battle is like. By yeah. Now. Um, There's a so, canyon somehow, even though they're not in the wilderness. Oh, drill sergeant digs underneath some monster mines, basically, mm. and it creates a little canyon that speaking, they then fill up with oil. Speaking of canyons, there was a point that when the monster mines first land and they're driving into this like city, like we described, you know, like Star Trek, futuristic campus ground city. They're driving towards it in a fucking canyon. <laughs> so this is like a verdant green city surrounded by fucking canyons, apparently. It is, it's exactly like the, the battle arenas in Dragon Ball Z, that like there's a really kind of pretty high-tech, big built-up city over there and a vast wasteland right next to it where yep. nothing can get hurt. This is exactly what that was. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. You can hear lots of cat noises in the background while we're talking now because KG and Kazu have decided now is playtime. <laughs> like four o'clock this morning on our bed was also playtime. Nightmare. Yeah. Playtime. There, there is a point in this coons. battle as well where um, Armed Force gets like stuck on a rock yeah, and Jace just <laughs> wheel spins frantically and he's yeah. shouting at Armed Force. <laughs> so like, he's like, Armed Force, really go. Go, Armed yeah. Force, yeah. go. What are you doing, Armed Force? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, um, so, yes, yeah, so all that's kind the, the modifications. Next... Well, I say all the modifications that they've made to Armed Force. I'm changing the tires for new nuclear fallout. <laughs> but they never thought to give Armed Force or any of the vehicles fucking four wheel drive. <laughs> the amount of off roading they do. Just a similar wheel spinning basically yeah. <laughs> so yeah so yeah that's what happened next chase is hit by a monster mine and crashes into like a, a boulder and armed force is stuck so yeah. audric rides into the rescue by flinging bottles of chemicals at the monster mine until it chases him and then jace is able to get free and he goes after audric and the monster mind and we see audric fly into an alley without looking ahead of him so he doesn't see the massive wall approaching <laughs> yeah and he's he's on the verge of crashing directly into this wall so we get the ring use uh, yes. Jace uses the ring to make Audric intangible so he can just go straight through the wall and the monster mind crashes into it. Jace uses the ring to do something that they have a gun which does the same thing. But isn't that only effective like 50% of the time? Didn't oh, the say? density decreaser, yeah. right? But yes. also, Audric could have just flown up because yeah, he, could have yeah. gone, he could have gone over this wall. It's very clear. He just didn't. Three-dimensional space again. Like father, like son. He just like wasn't son. watching, though. Yeah. <laughs> so the monster mind crashes that's that's taken care of and jace once again is kind of shaking down audric and being like promise me you won't do this experiment and audric is like yes absolutely i don't care i won't do the experiment fucking cop out and then we get the monster mind inflicting like a last gasp attack clearly he should have gone after jace like this well, is sawboss's directive like you yeah. can't stop audric from doing this experiment so yeah because you get sawboss appearing in the head tv of the saw trooper that's kind of part buried in rubble and he's like no we can't have audric stop doing the experiment because then we shall never be created stop him and the soul trooper kind of waves its blade around and then nearly kills audric yeah i mean i guess the aim was probably to take out jason yeah route, but he, well, he gets the audric. incompetence he of monster Proper Mons. knocks out audric well he te technically what happens is he hits audric's scooter vehicle, which explodes yeah. and the concussion blast from the explosion makes Audric face plant into 
Armed Forces Canopy, as as it has been called. Mm-hmm. And then that knocks him out. Yeah. And Sorbos is enraged. He's just like, not go after the kid, not the dad. To be fair, they look very okay, similar. That's fair. We know the ones minds aren't bright. Gillian, and they have depth perception issues. They have so many issues of all kinds. Mm. Gillian shows up at this point and he uses some magic to, I, I guess... Because when they leave, they want to take the monster minds with them. So he's teleporting the monster mind away. He's yeah, not just like so banishing it. There's a point earlier when they first ride out to battle the monster minds where Jace actually says, well, we can't leave them here. Let's take let's take them with us. Mm. So one can assume they're beating them up and knocking them out and putting them yeah, in the pride. I guess so. Sensible. And then just dump them in space like, when they get back. Does, does this planet not have TV, though? Like, I know <laughs> oh, this is a bit of a spoiler. Audra gets knocked out and loses his memory, effectively, mm-hmm. right? So he doesn't actually remember all of this. So he does then go on to do the botany experiment. But there would be stuff in the news about... No, like, because all news is communicated through this one blonde kid who only tells stuff to Audra. So like, read all about it. If blonde kid doesn't explain it properly, then and that's even, it. And, but the thing is, even if the, the overall events were reported, Audric would not know his relevance to those That's events true. if he couldn't yeah. remember the because, conversation with Jace. Yeah. He but would like just think this weird shit had happened. Mm. A post-it or an email, a text message. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, no, if, we, if we're following the, the Audric family tradition... what Jace... a tape in an obscure location. Exactly. In a, in a, it, no, not an obscure location, a canyon. <laughs> so after some careful consideration, the Lightning League abandoned Audric unconscious in the alley because they're running out of time to get home. Like, obviously, Oon and Flora and Jace want to stay with him. And Gillian is like, no, Jace, simp. you can't change the past. Thus validating the entire episode. episode because yeah. what the fuck were they trying to do if not change the past and why didn't Gillian tell them this like 20 minutes ago we could have just moved on so they leave and Audric just, comes round yeah they just leave Audric in an alleyway yeah. concussed unconscious maybe well, dead be fine. who knows he could have been bleeding internally well we know he's not dead because Jace is still there That's if he was true. dead yeah, Jace yeah. would have blinked out of existence um, and so oh his... my god how much of a better ending to the series would that have been <laughs> so Audric <laughs> yeah. comes around and his, uh, his blonde friend is there and, and this kid fills him in on what's happened and Audric is like, I don't remember anything. I feel like I should remember something, but mm, it's gone. I'm sure it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And we then cut back to the Lightning League, going back through the time lens, emerging into their own time and realizing their plan didn't work and just being like, oh, well. No, because as they they get back into their own time, they're surrounded by the monster mind vines that were originally chasing them. So they just kind of appear back in their own time, surrounded by vines that start and the the end. It's actually a cool ending because it ends on them flying into battle Mm. and Jace going lightning strikes. It's kind of a dynamic ending. uh, I said to you, I know I said when we first recorded, Mm. if this had been the final episode of the series, I think it would have been a much better final episode because you have that thing of like yeah. we almost succeeded but we've got no. to carry on the fight and off we they need go to end on space. suicide <laughs> <laughs> I mean... oh my god <laughs> i know we've... i did not i did not re-watch these five episodes either and i'd, for- I'd actually forgotten about that but jesus christ yeah, yeah. No, I, agree, I know Naomi. we've had a i, agree. I know we've had a long yeah episode. no i do like yeah the 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 final episode it's i wonder I'd like i do wonder what came first the title or the episode like, mm. did they make the episode and then title it that because they realized, oh shit, we're not getting any more episodes, we're getting cancelled? Or was that always going to be the title of the episode and it just happenstance ended up being the last one that had? I can see them having changed the title when they realized. I can see both more. happening because 
yeah. like given the as, context of what happens in the sh- the episode final ride at journey's end kind of makes sense it's a very it's a it's a redundant title like yeah. it should either have been final ride or journey's end but final ride at <laughs> oh, journey's I end see. i don't you know yeah. repetitive yes anyway that was time and time again whatever again Again. Oh, yeah. And we, then just to, we to move on. salt in the wound, we move on to uh, episode 62, The Source, which <laughs> so much suspension of disbelief and, and pseudoscience <laughs> bullshit, it just made me angry the whole way through. But it was also not a bad episode in a way. It, it wasn't good. But If I, I was a child... I would have liked this episode because it had giant bees in it. And yeah. Like, that was cool. Yeah. Hum runs. Cute. Hum runs. Mm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we <laughs> open into this kind of like, uh, I've said like it's like a tiger-like light show, you know, like Stripes I, of yeah, Tiger. There's I'm, like this lightning stuff, but it's like quite bandy. I called space. it a light tree. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was sort of that, but it didn't have a central source of... Light. No, no. But yeah, everything's shaking on the pride and Oon is inside falling all over the place. Surprisingly, it doesn't actually fall apart in this. We know he's a fucking useless tool. Yes. And Gillian, who knows everything about everything everywhere, says they're caught in some kind of atomic jet stream um, that they can't escape. Subatomic jet um, stream. Oh, subatomic. Sorry. Yeah, subatomic. subatomic. <laughs> we must get the science right, Mark. We must get the science right. And they're getting pulled into a sun. <laughs> so, as we know, Quite quite deadly situation. Yes. Um, they're being pulled in on swirls of an ion current. Yes, this all sounds I love that. Fine and and Jace, Jace is like, well, they might, it might help us actually, these these whirls of the mm. ion current. Like, we could use them and ride them to kind of hurl us free. So I think they're planning like, like a slingshot maneuver. Yeah. Also, just a sidebar, it's really funny if you think of the word current in the context of currents and sultanas and ion current. Uh, that just makes me chuckle. Fair enough. Okay. Like a, new, a nuclear <laughs> just, raisin. Just, yeah, just just the peek inside my inner working, the inner workings of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I love about this is that basically, as they're approaching the sun in the pride, which has no external glass and stuff, it only has a monitor. Everyone close covers their eyes <laughs> as though the sun's brightness is piercing the hull of the ship and like blinding them. Well, it, I mean, it, either that or prior health issues here you know he probably needs to be more careful <laughs> i like i like the idea that herc sat at the back with the tv remote just turning the contrast and brightness <laughs> right up <laughs> yeah this is where it just goes fucking sideways because gillian then says oh the sun is some kind of crystalline material <laughs> and <laughs> i know like, are you sure this episode the has the most pseudoscience <laughs> in it so as they're getting closer and closer to the sun as well, they kind of look down onto the surface and there's a kind of monster mind machine on on the sun. Yeah. And it's it's sort of like the walkers in my mind. It's from the, the walkers from War of the Worlds, World, mm. except yep. it's got five legs. Yep. And it's actually got like this like large tubule, like tubule. Its main body down tubular. to the a tube. A tube. It's like an um, uh, in a fact, stamen, te- if the, te- the technical term, I guess, would be an umbilical. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, we'll find out in a bit. It's a drill mm. bit, but basically, yeah, it, it's like this walking platform, um, and also beside it are a few just standard monster mind uh, troopers as well. Mm-hmm. And it immediately starts shooting lasers at the pride, and uh, I love it because Herc, Herc to escape just reaches his both of his hands out simultaneously and just mashes yeah. various <laughs> lights and buttons to, to escape, and, and Jace just... tells him to turn right, <laughs> which, which... Is, and, and then they escape. That's which, all you need. Which, so is, which is which is right, port or starboard? Uh, starboard is right. 
So they can't, they do, can't anyway. do this because the pride oh, yeah. can't make a hard starboard turn at speed. That was so long ago. They must have fixed Although, it. Although, right um, if you remember in that episode, he inverted the he control panel yeah. to yeah, make. So, so maybe they can't do a hard port yeah. anymore. Love it. But yeah, so they, they do manage to escape, um, but they've taken some damage and Herc finds a, a planet to set down on. And it's kind of like a standard rocky planet, with some pools of water and stuff. And we cut to Sawboss, who is watching on, uh, who gives off like an evil uh, chuckle. And he's like, soon the planet will be mine alongside the route uh, and the boy. And the commander, one of the commander uh, units, I didn't actually make note which it one. It was um, the KO Cruiser. Okay, KO Cruiser commander. Is oh, no, sorry, Terra Tank, Terra Tank General. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're saying that some something is weakening. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say who at this stage. I think it just um, says the planet's defenses. Yes, okay, yeah, the planet's defenses are weakening, but there's no indication of what that means. Yep. Um, and that it will be about two hours before the monster minds can approach. So I love another the, ticking clock episode. I love this bit because when he tells him, when he, the general reports this to Sorbos, Sorbos turns into this like impatient kid all of a sudden. He's like, but how long will it take? When? <laughs> They're there now. I want to get there now. <laughs> Are we Don't, nearly there yet? Yeah. It's, it's just like he's probably becomes whiny for a second. Probably it, really tired. So, you know, this has I been love- a, a long journey for all of us, including Sorbos. Yeah. <laughs> So we get to see a bit of um, Pride Fixing 101 here. So they, they land and Jace, Gillian and Flora go outside and they see that kind of one of the struts for um, the Pride is uh, bent out of shape. So they call Battle Base down and <laughs> this happens a little bit later on, but basically Herc rams the the leg strut with Battle Base to set it straight. Yes, The Lightning League approach it. to everything. Battles, yeah. ship repairs, ram it. So yeah, so Jace, Jace goes out exploring. He takes Oon. As always, Flora asks to join, but is inevitably uh, told no. Even though she's already sensed, she she tr- does her senses and say there's no monster minds on the planet. Um, she's still not allowed to join. Obviously, it must have been hell for like a young girl watching this cartoon. It really was just <laughs> made for men, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah she was. She was very much right. the token female. It yeah. was like but your like, job I, I is imagine... to you know tell us there's no danger and stay in the kitchen. Yeah, but I can imagine as like a young boy who had a sister, it's very pleasing to have like yeah. be told that she's not allowed to do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's all the boys' responsibility, like just build, building that bitter rivalry. Because um, <laughs> girls are shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Jay sets off an armed force and uh, with Oon, and he kind of comes over this rim of a crater, and it he finds a like a settlement. Almost like like a classic Anglo-Saxon settlement. If you like your British history, like it's got like huts and really basic farming type setup. Um, yeah, and he basically drives right down into the middle of it and gets out of armed force and starts looking for locals. <laughs> At which point, this old dude flying a giant bee zooms in and kind of flybys Jace. And while Jace is like avoiding the flyby, these locals pitchforks and i've written like space pajamas they look like wearing like onesies basically but farmer type space onesies yeah but they they basically come out and surround the armed force so they block jace from being able to get back to the vehicle and they grab him and wrestle him to the ground yeah there's something there's some kind of like odd mishmash of vibes going on here it's kind of a little bit middle eastern a little bit communist territory somewhere in between the accents are all over yeah, the accents were mm-hmm. replaced. And and actually they have their own like bullshit like Gillian does, because the old dude on the bee just kind of mumbo jumbos at it and it and the bee lands on armed force and just pushes it over. Yeah. 
like in one swoop. Well, it can't be. Hard. It's not going to be hard. It's very top heavy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jace is all you know. Oh, we come in peace. The old dude, old dude is like, no, no, you're trying to take away our source, and the land is growing cold, and the the plants are dying, and then he he refers to the bee things as hum runs. Yeah, hum runs. Yeah, hum runs the whole way through. Um, and he yep. says that the cold means they're not producing mel, which I think is just a bastardization of meal, which is yeah, funny, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. which feeds the children of the village. So pure sugar, yep. in day out. So yeah, they, they're rotted candy. teeth and hyperactive Diabetes. all the time. Diabetes. Yeah, just you, you probably need concept, some intervention from another civilization. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think so. Like imagine like using bees for as cattle, basically. I mean, they're everything, are they? There's their transport and cattle. Uh, they they Lovers. play many roles in this society. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them gets really into women later. Yeah. So I thought the old say... was going to be relevant in this. Like I <laughs> fell into the, the Naomi Clark fallacy of thinking the first person you see on a planet is important in some way, but they weren't at all because the the village leader comes up. His name is Beezer. Which I, I did enjoy. And I didn't he's like, that. we have to go for judgment. And he escorts Jace and some of the villagers come and they basically take him underground into like a cave structure. So this is where Herc and Gillian are back, fixing the pride by ramming it with, with battle base. And Flora is just like flying around on Brock. And she goes, she talks to like a really sad sunflower. Yeah. That's compl- that, that's, she does her one-way conversation thing and and basically the flower's complaining it's a British flower it's complaining about the cold weather <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Gillian is uh, he basically clarifies a bit more that the monster mines are making the sun smaller by mining it and that's affecting the planet and Jace needs to find out why so Jace is, is sort of trying to find out why the monster mines haven't attacked and <laughs> Jace and Noon are escorted into this underground space that <laughs> immediately Jace is like this is a hive. Yeah, the, he says the entire planet is a hive. Oh yeah, that's it. So yeah, so like the, there are some hexagonal structures on, in this underground place, actually. But the planet um, has no core, yeah, no I mean, I'm, mantle. I'm no space geologist, but I don't think planets work like Or normal geologists. I'm no geologist, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like hives space do geology. maintain like a hot temperature in the middle and stuff. Yes, but, but you, know, you can't not, have a hollow planet. planet. <laughs> well, it depends who you ask. Well, me, I guess. <laughs> So yeah, they take they take them down to uh, this place, and basically they find out that the hum runs have been eating the vines, and Sawboss is using the cold to kill them off because they they're inactive or inert when when it starts to get cold. <laughs> and then Jason Una put into this kind of prison cell, which is a hexagonal, not cuboid, whatever hexoid. <laughs> if that's actually a word, but they're basically put into this hexoid, and this this hum run comes up and just starts vomiting a seal to <laughs> close them in. Although this really stuff like. is impregnable, they can't get past it. It's like, what is this creature doing? Yeah, they push against it a bit and it's like uh, immediately elasticated, yeah. this, this spit wall, like, and they, they try and put pressure on it, can't, can't do anything, basically. And while he's getting locked up, an entire Humron cavalry sets off to start attacking the pride and start doing like flybys i guess they don't really have like projectile weapons no like, the humruns <laughs> are the weapons yeah. yeah they're just basically ramming into the pride and i guess trying to chew it yeah they do start trying to bite at panels and stuff but it's yeah. metal and they're they're just in i mean they're Bugs. big insects yeah you know, like, but, you know a cow isn't going to take apart my car <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean maybe if it's really determined maybe if there's like a thousand cows a male cow very well could a bull Ball. Yeah, yeah. Then, then, then something incredibly curious happens. <laughs> a hum run kind of comes to just stare at Jason Oon, and Jace. So 
sort of pushes Oon forward and then kind of encourages Oon to flirt with the home like, run. One, one, might, one might say the home run swoons for Oon. <laughs> swoons. <laughs> swoons. And, and, and it takes like seconds. The hum, the home run's like, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll have a piece of that. Maybe it's the l- lucky Lance, you know, like a piece of Oh, he's like big dick. Oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought it was just like the luck of the lands attracting, you know, not no, no, like, oh, the lands mean. looks like a penis. Like, and for, bees for into a, them. For a hum run, it's, it's yeah. a BLE, isn't the it? Bees Big lands energy. <laughs> how, do, how do bees reproduce? I don't think they, I don't think they know about saying. penises. Um, I, uh, I, yeah. I can't say that I'm a forefront on the bees' reproductive cycle. I think, it, I think eggs are involved rather than penises. Yes. Oh, so it's, it's like, so it's like a xenomorph then. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> presumably exactly the same. Yes, problem solved. The most sensible life cycle of all time. God, don't get me started. It, it's cloning, and then there's something called a uh, queen's jelly. I That's think right. That the, only the queen. Uh, I think. I think they start, become another I think queen. You can buy that down the wall. And- <laughs> there is an amazing Roald Dahl sto- short story actually called Queen's Jelly that's definitely worth reading. Like Roald Dahl wrote some like short stories that are. Uh, actually like adult grim he wrote some very weird fiction yeah 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 Yeah. um and it's definitely worth a read actually Mm. i've just been reading some recently yeah so i just wondered if like the hum run has just never seen anything like oom before it's not sexual it's just like what the fuck is this i i mean even if he'd seen another eternal squire he'd still be like what the fuck is this this is (laughs) this this is a load of shit they're obviously basic creatures as well basically it it chews a hole to let them out and then jace immediately like orders it to down He's like da- like a dog, yeah, and, and it does. And Oon mounts it, um, right. and it flies off. It flies <laughs> off before Jace can get on it. I know exactly. It's having its way with Oon, <laughs> and and it's flying around. And Jace is like left on the ground, basically. So meanwhile, at the Pride, Herc is uh, using spray gunner to kind of shoot down. He's basically um, super soakering them. Yeah, it's well harsh actually. Yeah, and when they land, they basically just don't take off again they go into this kind of torpor state i think like the cold and the water are probably starting to get to them yeah and Sawboss is watching on so he sees that the hum runs are starting to weaken and i guess two hours must have passed because he, he does basically he orders the attack yeah um and the monster mines start uh venturing forth from from the from the sun <laughs> <laughs> the crystalline sun this fucking episode uh then so meanwhile in the underground hive area <laughs> like Jace swings on a vine that appears from nowhere and lands on the hum run that Oon has been riding around. <laughs> like, we were talking about this in the last time we recorded this. Like, how could it possibly support that much weight? Mm. Yeah. And, and effectively, it doesn't because as the hum run starts to fly out above ground, it kind of crash lands in the entrance of the, um, of the, the cave mouth that they come out of. But they get back onto it just in, and get it started, like, kind of like saddle spur it. You know? Yeah. 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 Like a horse. <laughs> Uh, just in time to wreck a couple of monster mines that have come to the entrance of the cave. I think they crash into each other as it flies out, using yeah. the third dimension once again. Something that um, consistently bewilders monster mines. Mm-hmm. And at this stage, at this stage, I think like only the added weight and effort is keeping this hum run going because they fly to the village and all the other hum runs are basically in this torpor state. They're, they're just yeah, yeah, all yeah. on the floor, curled up into balls and stuff. So it's not looking good for hum run topia. Uh, this place doesn't even have a name. Actually, I realised. The village or the planet wasn't given a name for once. No. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a nameless planet that Sawboss absolutely has to have for no apparent reason. Yeah. 
So Jace gets off at the village and, and he orders armed force to perform Does he a horizon alignment uh, procedure, <laughs> which if anyone watches like Robot Wars or yeah. I think the American is BattleBot, it's the self-writing mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> but armed force is literally just spins his arm 90 degrees to the side and just does a one arm push up basically. Yeah. <laughs> right himself. Like it's, it's excellent. It's brilliant. I, I just, I like talk about over elaborate naming horizon no, this, alignment yeah, this is something they had to program into armed force because it was this was happening so often <laughs> yeah it was a command he gave I, like i said as it's well. real top heavy <laughs> like if you went if you drove armed force up a curb it would tip definitely it's the only thing you can do is drive through radiation really yeah radi- which he's done at least twice yeah radiation rapids and yeah. zorg's place and all it needed was a tire change. So it doesn't doesn't <laughs> need the arm bit at all, really. How like if you it, think it of the grand people in it, like it's carried a fish in it. It carried that weird guy in it as well, in one, um, and it carried the robot in it. Yeah, and it's also used for you know Tarzaning. Yeah, and grabbing yes. monster mines faces, I guess. Mm. As okay, never the lead toy mind. as the lead toy in a range of toys. It's, it's not the best shit, vehicle, yeah. really. Like, yeah, like I think crane. Like I had a toy digger. Drill sergeant is better. I think. Yeah. Slingshot's better. Quick. If Slingshot was a working toy, mm. then definitely. Like, flinging discs around yeah. is way much more fun. Yeah. Than um, in terms of I also think spike, tri- spike trike's kind of cool as yeah, well. Yeah, like, visually, a lot of them look better than Armed Force. Mm. Yeah, spike trike looks cool, but it would be a shit toy, because it's like, it doesn't do anything, really. But anyway, Jace gets back, he gets into Armed Force, and they get back to the Pride, and he basically catches the Lightning League with everything that's going on about the sun and the hum runs um, and everything that's going on. In some wacky pseudoscience, he basically says that the direction of the ions from the sun had been changed because of the monster mines mining yeah. work on their sun. <laughs> Herc is like, well, let's just fucking go. Yeah, like, he's, let's, he's, let's just leave. He's like, and, fuck these guys. Not my, not my problem. And in classic fashion, Jace convinces him to stay by implying that the crystal is valuable. The, the, sun, the sun crystals yeah. are valuable in some you way. Um, it's Swarovski <laughs> crystal. <laughs> and... Uh, what like monster mines start to arrive again and gillian's explaining that they can basically this is really ridiculous they can they can create a second sun with the mind crystals and it will return the ion waves to the planet i don't so think that's it, how anything works like any no, of these things no, no, i don't think any of them not. work this way a sun made of crystal firstly <laughs> that they're going to land on so unbeknownst to everybody flora just randomly decides to rush off with some food for the villagers on the motor module vehicle that we saw in the last set of episodes. Yeah. Like in a trailer. So they have to roll out with Drill Sergeant and Flingshot. And yeah, there's a point, I think, where Flingshot uses a new weapon. Even at this <clears> stage, new weapons. He fires like a, a net at one of the monster yeah, mines. Because as Flora's driving along the path, what you see is monster mines kind of driving through cornfields, like leaving the trails behind yeah. them. You just see like the top half of the... The monster mines as they're driving through these tall cornfields. Nothing good ever happens in a cornfield. Horror films so have while, taught me anything. It's that. Yeah. While um while Jason and Gillian go to help Flora, Herc flies towards the sun in um the spaceship that we've seen once before. I think maybe twice in previous episodes, like the the weird bomb carrier looking one from Star Wars. Um, yeah, would he, he? They use that. Oh, were they putting bombs on vines or something like that in one of the earlier episodes? Oh, it was, the, it was the it one was with the, the canisters weed. that explode with yes. the weed killer. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, it was the, the it was the weed killer episode. Yeah, 
That's that I can't remember the name of it, but we no. till our episode is close enough. Yeah. So the vines are, are now approaching as well from space. Um, and Flora gets to the village um, with the food and she starts to convince them that the Lightning League are friendly. And the village elder, uh, Beza, he starts, he kind of, he sees the error of his ways. And when Jace gets there, he kind of apologizes and says, uh, okay. We need your help now. Meanwhile, in space, my favorite <laughs> saying, this whole series. Meanwhile, uh, Herc a is strange like, happening. Yeah. <laughs> Herc is basically flying around the uh, what the monster mind walker thing, which turns out to be a drilling machine, obviously. And <laughs> he lands and spacewalks over with an axe. This is like my, fa- my favorite scene in all of these episodes is just Herc walking through space with an axe. It, it officially has to be a space axe yeah. at this point. <laughs> or and he basically, he basically lumberjacks. He lumberjacks the vine hose yep. that, that, that leads from the, the mine. It's basically a mining platform, right? And he just lumberjacks it and he cuts through it. And that apparently the hose was the only thing attaching this thing to the sun because immediately the platform starts floating out into space, dumping like a kind of a trail of crystals out of the hose uh, as it goes. And Herc's like, no, my crystals, you know, my fortune, but immediately gets over it and goes yeah. back to his ship. I think he's used to disappointment by <laughs> yeah, this Yeah, he probably expected this. He's just, he's just going back to his lead. Mm. Well, at least yeah. I've got hundreds and hundreds of pounds of lead. Going to go back and make uh, some more statues. <laughs> and then from his ship, he shoots the trail of crystals um, that then ignite the, the ship the the tanker ship that's basically been carrying or had mined all of the crystals and it it explodes pretty epically um and creates a second sun <laughs> yep in the sky just like black. a much smaller <laughs> second sun at which point the theme tune kicks in mm-hmm. like like i was saying this is like talking about it makes well, it sound like the really, th- really, uh, the ridiculous theme- but it's actually quite good the theme tune kicks so the opening credit theme kicks in as they go into battle but what you see first one of the first scenes of them going into battle is the farmers cutting down crops and that's got like the epic music going over the top of it and it's just this farmer hacking down we can harvest again (laughs) yeah there's a power to farm is out it's time for harvest yeah (laughs) and you get you get what i can only describe as like a classic inept battle where the monster minds crash into each other you know, like really Monday fail battle basically. <laughs> but then the the hum runs reactivate out of their torpor and just start munching the vines that are swarming yep. the planet and going for the monster mines and everything. And Sorbus, it just cuts to Sorbus and he watches on in total silence. There is no more the dialogue. Re- retract from the planet. There is no more dialogue for the rest of this episode. <laughs> He's just shocked though, I think, right? Like, like parts of him are being eaten. Like we keep talking about how are the vines... They're sort of part of him, sort of controlled by mm-hmm. him, like, and something's eating it. Like, it's pretty disturbing to watch, I guess. And you're right. Depends what you're into. Else, so I like... mean, if you're into vore, probably not. Is anyone really <laughs> into vore? <laughs> I mean, people. <laughs> no, so there's no, remember. there's no more. You're right. There's no more voice, but there is, there is more audio. <laughs> yes. Because Oon, the hum run that Oon fancied, kind of the love interest, comes to say goodbye, <laughs> and this random old dude just pulls out a fucking trumpet and plays like. A shitty Ravel. Yeah. Like all over the place, atonal Ravel. And the Lightning League just get on the ship and fly yeah. off without a word. I don't blame them. L- at that literally, point. yeah, you just got this bugle going and then the the Lightning League get on the ship and they just fly away. 
not a single bit of like this is purely Smash we ran cut, out end of credits yeah, yeah we just ran out of money we couldn't pay voice actors to do anything more they couldn't even pay a trumpeter or buy a generic <laughs> audio clip this reveal is like almost a mix between like a funeral march and the, uh, the wake up reveal yeah. like combined <laughs> it doesn't work at all no like they didn't even care about giving Jace a final kind of like on to the next planet where my dad will definitely be this time they were just like no we we're done with these shitty bees we don't often do this but Nero note at this point you should play the fucking reveal sound it's so <laughs> I, worth it it's so ridiculous i will go and see if i can find it and ins- I, and cut it out of jason said it and insert it into <laughs> the you should put it at the end of this episode <laughs> like a, as a in yes. the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then just smash it <laughs> yeah and that's it I, that's, I, that, you know what this wasn't a great set of five episodes actually either. understatement of the century the five, but this is yeah. quite good yeah. in, 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 in the grand scheme of things it's, I mean it, it, it's it's functional yeah it was an it, it's got space some fantasy ropey fucking science yeah but that that's the series right well yeah that is Jason in a nutshell isn't it but like I say as a, as a kind of just a space fantasy filler episode it was fine it had giant bees and bees are cute bees yeah, are good yeah, yeah. you know can't so that. we come on to episode 63, The Raid, or as I called it, I wish I was watching The Raid instead. <laughs> I feel, I've got this one, Vine Control. <laughs> <laughs> so we open up on an explosion. The monster mines chasing Jace. No, sorry, chasing Jace's wolfie informant that we've seen in a previous episode that we immediately all thought was a drug dealer, uh, Jao Gorda. And he's legging it from them they're hunting him down we smash cut to the pride jace telling the rest of the lightning league that they need to hurry up and get to varg vogon vargon not vogon that's hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy uh vagon is it vagon a planet yeah vagon uh, to to meet jow gorda but gillian and herc are like hey dude slow your roll that planet planet is outside of sorbos's kind of sphere of reach we're in no rush Wrong. So then we smash cut straight back to the planet, and Jao's been cornered by the monster minds up against, like up against the wall. And Sawboss is like, "I want the Lightning League spy alive." So Terra Tank immediately goes in for a killing blow with his chompy <laughs> jaws. It's like, "Bring yeah. him alive, okay? I'll bite him." <laughs> but he forgot that Jao Gorda was a fucking ninja. He really yes. was badass. <laughs> so Jao Gorda does like some backwards Naruto flippy shit throws down some electric shurikens and basically jumps up on up onto the roof of a building. Now, as uh, and he does all this with the shiftiest of eyes. Yeah, I'm, I'm still. I'm not convinced he isn't a drug dealer on the side. Still, I mean, informants have got to make a living somewhere, yeah, right? Make, yeah, can't definitely. be spying twenty four seven, right? You no, got a network. Yeah, what's a good way to network drugs? <laughs> definitely. So as he's running, as Jow's escaping over the rooftops. He runs into someone and he pulls a gun on them. The guy's like, no, no, I'm just trying to get away from the monster mines. And this isn't just anyone. This is Mark's I literally, <laughs> I literally gasp at this point <laughs> as well. Just, I was like, oh, no way. So <laughs> what? Call back. We've got Noak, who you will remember was the advisor to Rakathon, the leader of the Tengu people from... A couple of episodes ago. Oh yeah, the one of yeah. our shows. Um, the judgment. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful Where there was beast no sand. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Basically what Bungle would look like if he was covered in hair. <laughs> Bungle is covered in hair. No, he's not. So basically, he's no, he's not. He's, he's, he's actually the hair. He, he should be covered in hair, but he's not. It's it's Bungle's aspirational dreams. <laughs> Bungle was a furry. <laughs> 
<laughs> just to ruin the magic for you, Mark. So yeah, this guy, Noak, bad dude, works for Sawboss. So he tells, obviously, Jao Gorda is a bad spy if he doesn't know of Noak. Or even either that or Noak's a better spy than Jao Gorda is. But either way, he's like, no, I'm just trying to get away from the monster mind. So Jao lowers his defenses, at which point Noak stuns him and immediately radios into Sawboss to tell him that he's captured the Lightning League spy. Well, he doesn't radio in. He's got like a, well, an implant in the back of his neck, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, so... To- the, the he's a good system. guy he's a beautiful beast man he's not actually <laughs> evil We've, we have actually seen this vinyl implant before vinyl implant let's <laughs> just go record vinyl control it's vine control yeah so we've seen this before in circus planet the bug-like creature thing person that audric talks to that directs him to like get trapped yeah, uh, so we don't he's know. got the same thing in the back of his neck we don't know if this is just something sawboss's we don't know if it's have for communication yeah. or if it's something Sorbos uses to control unwilling subjects. I think it's control. You know, like we were talking it, about this. It's the it's the the plant, the fungus that goes in the insect. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah. And yeah. makes it climb to the top of a tree. It looks a lot like that. And it would have made it to be fair, it would have made like a really interesting plot thread if yeah. Jason had continued. Yeah, if could have Far more it. interesting than let's see, any other what other continuity plot thread can I think of? Oh yeah, the Liberty Stone. Sidebar: If you God. do want a book that you said deals, you never mention um, it. <laughs> I lied. If you do want a book that never deals really hard with what would happen if fungi controlled people, Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Morena Garcia, amazing book. Mm. Okay, there you go, people. Get your fungi on. So yes, Noak has radioed Sorbos, told him he's captured the spy. Sorbos is like, I want him alive. Sorbos tells Noak to take Jao Gordo to the planet Nar, and he says that Dr. Zord is going to be there ready to extract information from uh, Jao's head. This is so this just a is big just, old reunion. Yeah, this is like a big hoedown of, of uh, Sawboss's allies. Using What's it called? Not a compilation loosely. show. You know when, when all the cast come in together? Yeah, a reunion it's joke. Got a, yeah. Reunion, yeah. That's like family reunion. It, it's a reunion show, a reunion special. Compilation is where it'd just be lots of, like, a compilation episode of Jace. Oh, <laughs> God. God that Would you the... even know? It's, it's some, <laughs> some parts of these episodes are so repetitive, you could mm. just mash them together in any order. I, I wonder if matter. you could stitch all the battle scenes from Jace together into just one long battle scene. It'd be horrific. It'd be better than the show. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he's told Zor, uh, told been told to say Jao Gordo to Nata so Zord can extract information from his head. Let's just take a quick recap. The last time we saw Zord and Sorbos, Sorbos thought Zord tried to explode his mega base to kill Sorbos. So they got past that okay. <laughs> I guess that maybe there was some video camera footage that he showed him to clear things up, or, or Sorbos yeah. is just that desperate for a, a friend on his own level. They've just, they've just reached an agreement and made a deal. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure it'll by, work out by that, The deal is that Zord helps Sorbos. Sorbos lets him keep his life. Exactly. The standard Sorbos deal. deal. Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, the Lightning League finally arrive at Vogan. And just as they're coming into land, they see a ship leaving, like taking off in a hurry, which is Zord's ship. And Jace is like, hmm, I've no, seen... No, ship. Sorry, no action no ship. ship. And he's like, hmm, I've seen that ship before. And then pays no more need, heed to it. The Lightning League then land. They head to Jao Gordo's ship, where they are informed by... What I can only assume is the spaceship equivalent of a parking valet, because they seem to just be in a parking lot for yeah. ships, spaceships. This woman, she's just very nonchalantly, 
oh, yes, Jao Gorda, he was taken away on that ship that the Monster Mines arrived on. Oh, yeah, the Monster Mines have been here. They're gone now. It was no big thing, He's whatever. This is Monster supposed mines. to be a planet where the Monster Mines are as reached. well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're just so nonchalant about them showing up and leaving and taking a prisoner. So uh, maybe this is a glimpse of what a, a Monster Mines future looks like. Uh, they're just like a commonplace every day well, and nobody really pays much I attention mean, to them anymore. To be fair, it's kind of like going like... Well, I mean, might as well draw the allegory against uh, the the show, the, the film series that it tried so hard to emulate in so many ways, Star Wars. If you actually look at a lot of the Empire-controlled planets in Star Wars, are they that bad off, really? I think, oh God, I saw something earlier this week that really made me think about this. It was, it was a tweet quoting a sci-fi author, and yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but the sci-fi author was saying... Really, the uh, the whole idea of an intergalactic empire is is a non-starter because of the travel involved. Yeah, like yeah, you just could not administer well, an empire. It, it's, it's the same thing with the Roman Empire, just on a bigger fucking scale. So right? There could be planets out there where, like, yeah, you see monster mines, but they're doing their own thing because they're you know they've got other concerns, so they're just not that big a deal. Yeah, and mm. obviously for like the fascist, fascism, fascism only works on a small scale. <laughs> yeah, basically, just parking valet. It's just like ah, oh, you know, I've got a, I don't know what parking valets do. Clean this Porsche. I don't know. No, they just park cars. Mm. She's got that's, other that's literally all they do. They park cars, right. and then they keep a track of where the cars park. So when someone comes out and they want to get their car back, they go and get the car and bring it round for them. Anyway, so yeah, she's told them that the jail's been taken away, and Jace then kind of has like an epiphany. He's like, "That was Noak's ship," and no, and Gillian's like, "Oh, Noak. Yes, he betrayed us on Korvac. Of course, Jace." This is like, right, we need to figure out where they're going. So Jace sends Flora to go and talk to the flowers that are growing in a flower bed near where Noak's ship was parked. And they inform her that he's been taken to planet Nar. Sidebar, don't host a podcast if you own four cats. No, it's, it's not. It's not the number of cats. It's just one of the cats. Well, between, like, between KG and... Chewing off feet, playing with his toys, wrestling with Kazu, Nara meowing. Yuki's the only one. Yuki's good. Yuki's best. She's cat. asleep on the coach behind yeah. us. She's fine. She just wants to be where we are quietly. Anyway, back to. There's from- a whole weird anime light show while Flora is talking to the plants yeah, as well. Yeah. It goes, she goes like almost Super Saiyan. Yeah. It's, it kind of goes like red background, like dark outline. I'd just put epic light show for television. I didn't think her powers have, have definitely evolved over the course of the series. Like she can no, sense... No, no. Her no, powers no. are the same. Her animation is No, no, no. But the things she can do... Like, so when you're first introduced to Flora, I think the whole thing is like, she's a plant person. She communicates with plant life. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, in Final Rider Journey's End, she's able to sense Aragorn's emotions. And she's, you know, she's like, she oh, I sense the quasar. I sense yes. the vomit. She's done that before because she senses the, like, the change in the bounty hunter when mm. he turns into kind yeah. of like a yeah. good guy. So and I, she's, yeah. that she's been empath- empathic before. So I think it's um, just inconsistency rather than the, evolution. The biggest inconsistency was uh, with Sinister Crab Wolf mm. when she basically just willed him to drop the orb or oh, yeah. turn around. That was it. Just but we turn don't around. talk about that. I, I, I've genuinely <laughs> forgotten about it, so I, I can't confirm. I can never I. forget. It's literally I the not crab canon. <laughs> I, I love the crab wolf. The, like, the image is amazing. What was the, sci- the scientific thing that you, you were talking about the other day? The, 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 oh, all things, things evolve into crabs. All things evolve into crabs. Oh, so yeah. I don't think it's like all things, but I think it's like, is it even crabs, even crabs that evolve away from being crab-like yeah, evolve back, back, and back I think, into being crabs. I think it was non-crustaceans evolve into crab-like forms. 
Yeah. So there's an evolutionary advantage in being like a crab. So, but do you know what the one of those evolutionary advantages isn't having a hold it? No, holding a spherical object. <laughs> but when 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 everything that is, is the crabs, thing that a there crab, will be no spherical object. That is the thing that a crab is the least suited to do. Anyway, I don't want to talk about the fucking Liberty Stone saga. So uh, oh, yeah, I, it's it's carcinization. There we go. It's, it's conversion yeah. evolution in which a crustacean. So sorry, not a non-crustacean. A crustacean evolves into a crab-like form from a non-crab-like form. Um, there was literally a period in history, like called the Great Carcinos- Carcinorization, <laughs> or something where where crabs just just exploded. <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> <laughs> just, it was a strange a really period. dark period in history. <laughs> it's just like, imagine going back in time and just looking around, just crabs exploding everywhere. Oh, like, it would what make deep sea fishing amazing. We're on the wrong podcast. This is not a nature show. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, epic Lancho, Lancho? light show talking to, for Flora, talking to her plant friends. They tell Flora that, yep, they're heading to planet Nar. How do the plants know? They just they just overheard the conversation. They just saw, yeah. But like, how do they know what direction? Like, how do they? How are they even aware of the concept of the planet Nar? We don't know what goes on in these flowers' minds. We only get Flora's side of it. But they clearly have very complex private lives of their own. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we should assume that just because they're flowers, they don't know where planet Nar is. Well, or anything. They do live near a spaceport. To be fair. Yeah, they might have just mm. you know picked the stuff up by osmosis. Maybe someone dropped an a, an intergalactic A to Z open in front of them, and they've been reading it for a <laughs> while. They've been looking at. <laughs> Anyway, we find out that Nar is a monster mine stronghold, and they're going to need to have a plan to get in to rescue Gorda. So we then cut to Zord and a saw trooper who Sawboss is talking through uh, telepathically. Sawboss is telling Zord that he best not fail, and Zord retorts that his mind laser cannot be resisted. So they're intending to use this rather elaborate... Uh, It's it's mind sifter. Sorry, mind sifter. (laughs) So they're intended to use what is basically a load of pointy things around Jao Gorda's head, which it, it's basically electro ECT, right? Mm. It's electroshock therapy. Yeah. And they're going to use that to find the lo- extract the location of Audric from Jason, uh, not from Jason, from uh, Jao Gorda's mind. Because the whole thing is Audric has told Jao where he's going, left the message for him to deliver that to Jace. This is the most direct method of communication Audric has attempted with his son. Told what, like... He's just told a person, yeah. told that person to tell his son. There's no trickery it, involved. So they turn this machine on. Jal's basically stuck in this chair. And I did know that for a good guy, Jal's voice is sinister as fuck. Yeah, definitely. He is a shifty dude. He's like, like deep and raspy. Mm-hmm. He's also yeah. weird looking. Like when they, this is the first time you really get to see a close up of him being still. And he's actually got human hands, like yeah. human pink hands, but he's all furry. Uh, he's kind of like jackal, like kind of like a jackal. Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. say that about, about Just about his right? head. Yeah. Maybe, then. maybe he's like um, a Dr. Moreau type. Or thing. is he like one of the ancient Egyptian gods with the human body and the animal head? Maybe. He's kind he of quite a new tragic backstory. Yeah. Yes. So we, we actually find out a bit about his backstory. So. Zord turns on his mind sifter. It will the, the whole thing is it, it will project Jao Gorda's thoughts onto the screen. And they they're gonna trigger memories of Audric. But what happens is that whenever Zord says that he must be using some mind technique, because whenever they try and trigger a memory of Audric, all Jao thinks about is their first meeting, which we see play out on this video screen. And 
It plays out as thus. Jal watches his entire family be absolutely decimated by monster minds and is the one lone survivor being led off into like a chain gang. And Audric just flies in on a ship, grabs Jal and flies off again. And Jal's like, I love you. You're now my friend forever and I will repay this debt. And that's like a one-man Schindler's list. <laughs> really short list. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's kind of shown in Sapia. Yeah, that like, given how old, right, so like how much older Jal is now versus when he is in that flashback, Audric hasn't aged a fucking day. Or oh, Jal's <laughs> aged really hard. Maybe his dog is. Yeah. <laughs> he is sort of half dog. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe he's actually only two. Or maybe three. Sawboss gives zero shits for his history and past, though, because he's like, "No, I've had enough of this." Yeah. So he um, he basically tells uh, he tells Zord that he's a useless fool, and Zord says he can turn up the power on the mind sifter, but there is a risk that it might wipe Jalgorda's mind clean. And Sawboss gives a precisely one, two, three, four, five, zero fucks. Yeah, like he's awards. like, do it, and Zord <laughs> yeah. tries. Zord tries to be like, but 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 Zorbus is like, I don't repeat orders. Yeah, and then just <laughs> like, cuts um, the call. It's like, wow. Zord started this encounter by being like, my device never fails. Oh, it's failed. Yeah. I could pump the power up, but then it would fail. Now we have to talk about the the readout that happens on as as he turns up the power and Jal Gorda's mind starts to melt. We have to address the readout on screen because, like all other computer screens in the Jason the Wheel Warriors universe, we have some weird fucking shapes which <laughs> yeah. signify the melting of Jal Gorda's <laughs> mind and the wipe. Get... It's kind of a little bit Ulysses vibey in terms of like trippy, shapey, melty stuff, but with like little frazzly sparks going mm. off here and there. Because I mean, you obviously you'll come to it later, but you get Gillian looking at this screen a little bit later on and being like, oh, this looks bad. Yeah. Squares. <laughs> yeah, squares it's kind of triangles. The best way I can describe it is it, it's kind of like convex melting graph paper. Like yeah. if Salvador Dali did sci-fi. Like it, architect's it, graph paper, like the blue and white. Yeah, yeah. so it's if Salvador Dali was an architect, like doing technical drawing. <laughs> I would love to see that. That is actually something that could be really fun. Like Salvador Dali blueprints of the Empire State Building or something. No engineer would sign off on his architectural <laughs> works. No like, look, Dali, I know you are high. I- <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's not structurally sound. You can't build an entire building on top of a toothpick <laughs> that's melting. So anyway, Monstermind generals inform Sorbos that the Lightning League are on their way to Nar. And Sorbos says that the Lightning League are weak. Their emotions forcing them to come and rescue their spy. So he orders them destroyed and dispatches a Brutos squadron to be placed in Section B, wherever that may be, for an extra surprise. Now, there are loads of, as the Lightning League are approaching the planet, it's basically like the, 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 what's the, what's the, ter- the term for not like just outside the planet's atmosphere, like where satellites go stratosphere stratosphere thank you so around the stratosphere there are basically a ton of monster mine satellites and air related or space related things waiting to try and shoot at the pride side note looking at the wikipedia apparently there were monster mine fighters like space fighters never saw those Hmm. yeah they were they were planned at least i don't know if they ever were supposed to have shown up in the background somewhere but i definitely don't remember seeing them Season two coming soon. <laughs> Fucking hope not. 
It's only a matter of time until Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon or something pick it up and make it. Well, I think it's got potential because, I mean, J. J. Michael Straczynski used to write for this show. Yeah. So, like, you know, he's a fairly big name now. Fan demand for that because there's some of yeah, the things that really we discussed this earlier. So, like that one person, so you know, the stuff on Netflix is brought, brought back, She Ra and He Man, specifically. I'm thinking of like the fandom has never gone away, you know, it's been maintained through conventions and we're here, we're doing yeah. various yeah. reviews and things. Oh, so it's us, <laughs> it's yeah. us, we are, we are the Jason the Wheeled Warriors, and we don't like it that much. <laughs> 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 I do not recommend it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I recommend the theme tune and then stop. Maybe Netflix just uh. makes. A, a movie based on you the can tell we've credits. kind of given up we've digressed so much <laughs> yeah. in this episode compared to the first time we recorded this so let's get back on track guys yeah so the lightning league are basically powering through this uh this blockade of vine satellites and the ilk and they all fire at the pride and gillian does some magic to make it look like the pride has exploded and Sawboss is immediately suspicious because it was just too easy. He's like, no, if no, you don't, no. If you don't see the body, they didn't yeah. die. Well, he immediately orders a gun grinner to go and bring him the debris of the pride. Meanwhile, Jace orders Flora to, they kind of land down on Nar, and Jace orders Flora to stay with the ship and Herc while he and Gillian go and look for um, Jow Gorda in Drill Sergeant. And for once, she listens. First time. So back with Zord, we are Jell's mind is completely cracking at this point. Uh, Zord states that his mind has been wiped, but he's like, I can't, I've got to get to an escape pod before Sorbosk finds out. <laughs> this is he could th- keep his thoughts in his own fucking head. <laughs> yeah. Because the fact he's talking out loud means like the monster mind that's guarding him overhears him. It's ridiculous. Because <laughs> the monster yeah. mind's like, what's that? And he's like, what's that? Uh, nothing. <laughs> and he's like, it, it's nothing important. And the Saw Trooper's like, Sorbos said to be told about every detail. And he's like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Well, then Jace arrives to say, like, perfect timing for Zord. He arrives in Drill Sergeant, and what him and Gillian have done is just tunneled underneath, and they just come out un- directly underneath the Saw Trooper and knock it over. Then- <laughs> so they get to Jal, and Jace orders Un to guard Zord. He's like, watch him. Which is exactly what he does to the fucking letter. He watches <laughs> him escape watches him run away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they get to Jal and they're like, hey, Jal, we're here to save you. And he's like, Jal, who's Jal? Who are you? And then J- Gillian's like, oh no, his mind has been wiped. And Jace immediately goes, well, Gillian, reverse it. Fix it, Gillian. Fix it. Fix it, Gillian. Gillian. <laughs> he is a, he Gillian, is a walking it. MacGuffin. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's true. He does fix it almost immediately. Yeah. So. But yeah, and this is when Noon turns around and goes, Jace. Look, and Zord's just legging it away. Side note, watching this back at the same time, Zord's outfit. Hilarious. It's a jumpsuit with pants on the outside. <laughs> it's like a, a <laughs> pinky purple jumpsuit with navy blue pants on yeah, the outside. Yeah, it's all skin tight. Yeah. And then just like, like quite puffy pants. It was um quite quite the thing. It's like a statement piece. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the shittest superhero ever, which is probably fitting for the Jace universe. Anyway, yeah, so Jal, sorry, the Zord gets outside and there's like a load of monster mines uh, just outside the lab door. And he's immediately going, Jace, the boy's in there, attack, go and attack. And they don't do anything. And meanwhile, Jace is like, we need to, we need to stop and uh, we need to stop Zord. But he sees him get to the monster mines through the doorway. He's like, oh, it's too late. We just need to collapse the door and block the doorway. So he shoots, shoots the ceiling, which causes a ton of rubble. Like, 
are all these bases built under mountains of it's rock? clearly metal and stuff, but when he shoots it, it turns into rubble. Yes. Yeah. And the whole drilling out just been floor as painted well. to look metallic? Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so and then Zord starts starts having a pissy, pissy shit fit with the monster mind troopers that are there going, why didn't you attack? And then Sawboss appears on the head TV going, they only take orders from me. And he's like... He says it like he's proud of that. But <laughs> yeah. They would have actually got Jace if, he, if they would have just listened. So Sawboss asks about Jao Gordon. He's like, his, Jace, is in the, where, like Jace is in there with Jao, but don't worry, his mind has been wiped. He's useless to him. And then Sawboss is immediately like, well, in that case, you're useless to me. Destroy him. Friendship and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He could have just kept his mouth shut. Yeah. And like, oh, he's in there with Jace. End yeah. of. But as as you've already said, this man has no filter. He has no and, uh, inner thoughts. It's all just outer thoughts. He's supposed to be a genius that <laughs> rivals Audric. No wonder yeah, it's a disappointment to his kids. <laughs> so meanwhile, Gillian is using the mind sifter to try and undo what uh, Zord has done. And <laughs> this is where we get the, he's looking at the melted graph, like graph paper and just going, mm, this doesn't look good. It's like a dodgy car mechanic. It's going to cost you. Jal, it's going to take me a few weeks is, to get the parts. Jal Gorda is so trusting, though. He's just come out of this machine and he doesn't have any memories. And then someone bursts in a giant drill car and he immediately trusts them to fix him. He literally yeah, thinks it. He's like, well, like, I don't know who you are, but I trust you. He, I trust you, friend. Yeah. He's already like, you're my friend. Jal, you're a terrible crazy. spy. Yeah. And then they reattach the probes to his head. I love it, though, because Gillian's like, the machine's not working. I've got to step in. Yeah. <laughs> he attaches the probe stuff to his own head. And then, and then just does like a mind meld. Well, it's, it's, it's very awkwardly positioned and shot because, he's, so yeah, he puts the, the Gillian puts the, the, the mind sifter probes on his head and then he puts his hand on Jal Gorda's head who's facing him and at crotch height. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'll make you remember. Oh, Take no. the holy body. Yeah. No. <laughs> so obviously with Gillian's uber magic MacGuffin-y whatjamadoos, they restore Jal's mem- memory. Uh, and he literally, he does this by, like you say, putting his hand on his head and just saying, Jal Gorda, you are Jal Gorda, remember. <laughs> It's like fucking. It's like, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. I totally forgot. And <laughs> out as soon as he remembers, he immediately ninja jumps out the chair and attacks the monster minds that have broken through the door and comes it in. Definitely is Jal Gorda. Yeah. <laughs> so Jace, uh, Jal then t- tells Jace that Audric is on planet Galvos, uh, but he doesn't know how for how long. So they need to hurry the fuck up. Zord, meanwhile, is escaping, and he's like. Audric's, this is my favorite line in the entire thing. Audric's whelp has fooled that pompous plant again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, yes. So, meanwhile, the Terratang general is reporting all to Sorbos, and he says that they should leave Zord, let him go for now, and focus on the Lightning League. Back on the Pride, Flora is reporting into Herc, telling her that the monster mines are on the way. Uh, they're driving up to the Pride to attack the Pride. Uh, they've kind of figured, uh, they're kind of like starting to suss that some of the Pride might not have been destroyed. Uh, the Monster Mines get to the Pride and Sawboss order, like, because Gordon Grin is like, there is no debris. And Sawboss orders the receptacle to be fired surrounding the Pride. And then the Vine satellites fire off the receptacle from space, something we've not actually seen happen before. Yeah, Normally the receptacles yeah. kind of just grow. 
but these were like specifically fired down. And then Sorbos TPs in on top of the Pride, which like Herc and Flora just managed to escape in spray gunner and flingshot. But if this thing teleport, like wouldn't it crush the Pride? Yeah, I didn't really understand this. Like, does it not have a floor? I think it sort of materializes half in, like the back end of the Pride is in the Terradrome, but the other half isn't. Because there's a moment later on inside yeah. the Terradrome where you see the back end of the Pride inside yeah. it. With the battle base. Yeah. Yeah, which it, again to me is weird because doesn't that mean like there is solid matter going through the cross section of the Pride? When this thing yeah. TPs out, it's just going to fall apart in half. No, but if matter occupies the same space, it doesn't like cut it, it just becomes the same, doesn't it? Like, like a Philadelphia experiment. Yeah. yeah. It okay. would just mer- merge, I guess, at yeah. that point. Unless it's like, um, what's its ha- um, hand power from uh, JoJo Part 4? Maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe. Just, you mean the, the, the hand? Yeah, yeah, because when he scoops face. stuff out, it makes it like it was never there and it yeah, rejoins, yeah. yeah. I don't know. JoJo I I, like, I, I've, I've watched this episode like two and a half times now and I still didn't really understand it, but I, I'm sure at some point Herc does say that it landed on, he specifically mentions it, the Terradrome landed on top of Battle Base. I'm sure yeah. he says that. Yeah. So I thought literally it was kind of... You do know it's Technodrome. We've been calling it both. I've always yeah. called it Technodrome. That's <laughs> the, that is the Teenage Mutant Ninja No, I know, I know, but I think we've used them interchangeably yeah, I think throughout. I've been using Terradrome. Um, so I, yeah, I kind of imagined it just kind of literally sitting on top of Battle Base. What, the entire thing just balanced yeah, on you So know, you're like, going um, Salvador Dali. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, anyway, However the physics works, the pride is kind of partially trapped within Sorbos's Technodrome. Gillian says there is no way that they can get to it. This shit is way too defended. The, the They're fucked, basically. And Jal's like, hey, Master Spy here. I can do this shit. Spy, ninja, whatever you need. I'm Jal Gord is your man. Here's my business card. Let's go. And Jace then is like, I've got an idea and whispers a plan to Jal and tells no one else. And when you find out what the plan is, there is literally no reason for him to have kept this secret all this time apart from to put the shit up her. It's dramatic license. It's like for for the viewer, it's... They could have still had it like... There's no reason not to tell the other characters. There's a reason to keep it from the viewer. Yeah, exactly. And like the only reason to not tell Herc is to gaslight the fuck out of Oh yeah, no, I agree. that They were just like, and also this will be hilarious to tell Herc what's really going on. So the the monster mines arrive at the Pride and start attacking. And Flora starts freezing them with Spray Gunner. And uh, Flingshot starts taking out all the others while Jace in Drill Sergeant just barrels... Like it makes a beeline straight for the Technodrome. <clears throat> my note, is, so the the Brutos Squadron that was previously deployed to Sector B. My only note on it is the Brutos Squadron is destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stand in the way. <laughs> Thanks for coming. So Jal manages to uh, get into the kind of like main chamber of the Technodrome because he's underneath Drill Sergeant. It's so good. Yeah, he's, he's holding on to the undercarriage of Drill Sergeant. He is a true ninja. Yeah. Chow makes the whole Lightning League redundant. Yep. If, he, if he'd been in charge of this operation, he'd have found Aldrich months He got ago. so much further in so little time. Into the throne if room, I w- basically. If I was Jace, I would have given Jal the ring and the root and just been like, <laughs> I'm good, mate. You, you're, yep. We're, yeah, the, 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 uh, the, the universe. Show, yeah. The universe is in better hands now. Literal, weird hands. You should not have hands. <laughs> Why do you have hands? 
Anyway, yeah, so Jowl's in the kind of like throne room chamber because he's being chased around by all the monster mind generals, which... In humanoid form? Yeah, because they're in the Technodrome. But what's weird... They still work like the... uh, They're clumsy as fuck, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) he he runs to the edge and then they chase him over the edge. No depth perception, man. Vehicle (laughs) form or human form, still no depth perception. But the one thing I noted here is that we see multiples of the generals. So there's multiple terror tanks, multiple Gongrinner generals running around the place. Now, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be we're seeing the same ones repeatedly, but the, the way we see them, it suggests that there's more than one general, which we've never seen before. But yeah, he managed to evade them all and he manages to slip inside battle base, so effectively onto the bridge of the Pride. And once he gets in there, he starts beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 boop on a console and he sets the pride to self-destruct, which Sawboss either overhears or I don't think he overhears it. I think they must just have some sensors monitoring the pride and they they sense, they they monitor the self-destruct mechanism coming on because it'd be really dumb to have a ship with a self-destruct mechanism that like broadcast it outside the ship. <laughs> Although, would it? Actually, would that be a really good safety feature so yeah, people didn't stand near it? Oh, yeah. I mean, assuming it's like nuclear as well, right? Mm. So you really do need to not be standing close. Yeah, so uh, either way, Sawboss is made aware that the Pride is going into self-destruct. I love it. He's made aware by the by the communications, but even so, the commander a monster mind commander comes to me he's like saw boss 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 like it's going to explode we need to go (laughs) so yeah they tp the saw boss tps out and he's like well if they want to let them if they want to blow up their ship we'll let them once the ship's blown up we'll come back and get jace as they tp out the lightning league get back onto the ship and herc starts freaking out because he's like the self-destruct cannot be stopped it's a one-way thing and it turns so it it, the self (laughs) One note, so basically what happens is the self-destruct countdown finishes up, there's a noise, and it turns out it's a simulation. But the simulation makes an exploding noise. (laughs) Yes. It plays a little tune, doesn't it? (laughs) And then it's like, simulation complete. You are now dead. Like, there was... So, fair enough if you didn't want to tell him for, I don't know, leak purposes, whatever, but there was no reason in those final five seconds while Herc is losing his shit that Jace could not have gone, Oh, by the way, it's a simulation. Don't worry. No. Like, they've like taken the... everything. They've taken everything from her. <laughs> his time, and they're about to take his ship and everything. Like, Haha. yeah. Literally, the only reason is for audience suspense. You know, yeah. there's no mm. character reason apart well, from Jace's. The, the, the the audience suspense is immediately removed when you look at Jake. Jake, <laughs> I keep calling him Jake. You should be Jake and the Wheel Warriors. Uh, but Jace and. Jowl just sat there nonchalantly smiling at each other. Yeah, but they might just be assholes, you know? No, Jowl's like the only good one. Um, <laughs> the, anyway. ama- the amazing foresight of Jowl to program this into the mm. ship. Well, the last Jace, time did it at, Jace did it at Jowl's recommendation. Yeah. So, but I mean, honestly. Like, yeah. And but the thing is, Jace programmed this simulation in and didn't tell Herc. So the only other, re- the only logical thing I can think about this is. Jace did this as a preemptive April Fool's joke. This was his April Fool's plan. He's <laughs> <One laughs> like, I'm going to get him real really good with this. With her, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, they, the, after this, the Lightning League kind of get in the, the pride and they head to Garvos where Audric is, or as we find out, was. The Lightning League, they, when they arrive there, no one knows where the Audric's gone. He's not told anyone. And we kind of like, Jal's like, oh, this is my fault. And they're like, no, no, it's not. You couldn't help being captured. And the kind of final shot is like this poignant shot of 
Jao, Gillian, Herc, and Jace all staring out of space through a window, being like, one day we'll find Dordrick. One day. And that's the episode. And now, actually, I this is my favorite episode out of the lot. What? The Squire Smith? No, no, the, the one with oh, the Ray. Oh. Yeah. It's actually like we get some returning characters. We get three returning characters in Jal, Zord, and Noak. Yeah. It's actually a pretty decent plot, mm. all things yeah. considered. Strongest episode by far. Good voice acting, solid animation. We get to see some of the lesser seen monster minds. Yeah, and it kind of gives you an idea yeah. of what they might have done if there'd been a second season. Yeah. In terms of like some continuity, some more reoccurring minor characters. Yeah. Mm. So I, I definitely think this was the strongest of the five. And now we come on to the weakest. I'm so fucking over this episode. I'm going to bleed. I've, I've watched this episode like uh, three times today. I, I, I kind of hate this episode, so I'm going to breeze through it a little bit as well. So episode 64, The Squire Smith Fuckoon. A whole episode dedicated to Oon. Dedicated yeah. like, to how rubbish Oon is. Yeah. So, Not just Oon, but specifically how rubbish he is. Yeah. So we open up on Oon being chased by a terror tank across a desert. Because he's he, rubbish. And it immediately starts to look like he's been engulfed in flame. But as it pans out, it's, it, it seems that actually we're seeing it, like a vision of Oon in the work, furnace of a workshop. And we just hear a voice say, fear in an eternal squire. How could I have made such a mistake? So final proof, Oon is a mistake. Oon is defective. He is broken. So Oon gets shot a bit about the place and ends up landing in armed force, who then gets cornered by a KO cruiser. Flora fortunately arrives in flingshot and saves Jace, and she reports that the monster mine behinds are growing more vehicles. So Jace asks Herc to take Battle Base out and destroy the last of and destroy the last of the vines <laughs> which it does with a plum oh yeah it's just like <laughs> it just, just absolutely destroys them it's just driving along going pew 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 yeah it's great then in fact it's the best no actually the best part of the dragon but we'll come to that spoilers uh jace then uh sorry the montemite generals report to the uh reports the vines can't grow fast enough in the barren soil to replenish their ranks but saw boss gives zero fox and orders his troopers to fight to the death because they are as expendable as fuck. They are. Battle boy. Battle boy. Battle boys. Battle boy. Battle boy. Battle base. Yep. This decimates the rest of the remaining vines. And then Jason Armed Force is. Uh, we cut to Jason Armed Force, who's being closed in on by multiple monster <laughs> mines from different directions. And again, but not the the main direction of up, <laughs> <laughs> we get third, di- the, like the lightning leaves or the secret weapon, third dimension, the third dimension, verticality. And he uses a trick that he'd used in a previous episode where he uses lasers as propulsion. So to the guns on the side of arm force, he swivels them pointing down, and just does like a VTOL takeoff, like Harrier jump jet style, and the monster mines crash into each other underneath him. And he land, and then he comes down, and lands back on top of the monster mines. It's quite funny. Uh, we then cut back to the guy who's watching Oon, and Oon's in the back of Arm Force, shaking and still scared, even after the battles fight. And he, and the creators like ashamed that he's still frightened, even after all the fighting. And he's saying, "I need to do something about this." And then the guy kind of appears, like his head appears in like a bubble, and he start like the terrified Eternal Squire. He starts going. Yeah, it's very he's just cheesy. <laughs> like ghost. I'm gonna summon you, but also I'm gonna fuck with you. Yeah. And uh Un obviously starts freaking out, but then he recognize recognizes the voice in the face as 
Squire Smith Wixlon, who is the creator of the Eternal Squires. So this dude has got to be over 2,000 years old because we know mm. Oon's been around for 2,000 years. So I'm starting to think that people are just kind of different levels of immortal in this universe. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Or time is different as well. Maybe. Like, actually, one year is actually, like, you know, dog years. a day. Dog years. Is, yeah. J- is all of Jason dog years? I mean, it, it <laughs> makes as much sense as anything else that's happened ever this in is the true. show. So Wixlan is summoning Un back to the Great Forge. Uh, <laughs> product recall. <laughs> yeah, basically, it's a product recall. And Un actually says that whenever Wixland summons back an Eternal Squire that he's not happy with, he melts them down. And Jace is like, but I won't let him. And we, you, you just, just don't go. And Un says he can't disobey a, uh, an order from the Squire Smith. Meanwhile, Sawboss is watching all this on head TV and dispatches monster mines ahead of the Lightning League to the Great Forge to lay a trap because that's what Sawboss does. He hasn't laid a trap for a while. He's not really needed to. Jace has just kind of come to him a lot. pitched up. (laughs) Yeah. Jace then lies to Oon. He's like, don't worry, you're the best Eternal Squire ever. Everyone lies to him. Everyone was like, you're great, Oon. You've got nothing to worry about. Even Herc. Well, no, because they all say, oh, don't worry, we'll tell Wixland that you're great. And Herc even says, even if we have to lie, this is just like full on admitting but then after Oon's kind of you know shuffled off miserably to prepare for his fate and you know Herc is Herc is like oh no I, you know, I'd, I'd actually miss him if he was gone they're all kind of accepting that that Oon is going to go you know they're making their peace with that yeah I, I guess I, like, I think they all know that Oon is going to be melted down they decide they will not let they, they, they kind of decide that they're not going to let Wixland melt him down because the power of friendship. But yeah, so they, they head off to the, the, the Great Forge planet, which is metal and evil as fuck. It's just a... <laughs> so cool. It's just a barren rock planet with a giant mountain with a dragon monster carved into the top of the mountain and giant metal fucking door... Like, not metal, but metal. <laughs> it's metal. early Metallica album yeah. color. It really basically. is. Yeah, it really is. Or Iron Maiden. It's actually very Iron Maiden. Hmm. Everyone is, yeah, super nice to Oon as he goes to his death. We get a rare, like you say, we get a rare moment of Herc being nice to Oon. And then Oon heads into the Great Forge to look for Wixlin. So he heads through the door and he's like, Wixlin, Wixlin. And as the door shuts behind him, monster minds. I thought it was a pretty cool reveal, actually. Yeah. (laughs) It was done quite well. And just as that happens, Flora now senses monster minds. As per usual, five minutes too late. And she said she actually says she was too worried about Oon to sense monster minds. You are shit woman. Yeah. This is why you have to stay on control. This is why you have to stay on the barge. (laughs) You're hysterical. Yeah. (laughs) Your uterus is wandering. (laughs) (laughs) So then we cut to Sawboss saying that Jace because Jason that they head into once Flora detects them, they they start charging into the the great forge and we cut to saw boss going hmm jace is smart that's right. yet to be proved but go on yeah okay i guess i mean in comparison to you maybe saw boss then orders vines to be launched onto the planet and they land and start engulfing the pride it's like the pods kind of like hit the like the vine pods like pretty much hit the pride and just immediately crack open and insta vines wrap around the pride 
Meanwhile, Oon's getting uh, bashed around by the monster mines uh, inside the Great Forge and conveniently falls down a hole that was cut, like, this fucking hundreds of meters deep shaft that was just covered by a piece of wood. Like, health and safety, man. This is a hazard. But I mean, if it's just the smith there, he knows his way around, you know? Yeah, but I mean, tell me, a, show me a smith that doesn't like to get drunk. I don't, I don't know any smiths. They all like to get drunk. Yeah, I'll have to take your word for it. Just fact. Have you not seen fantasy? <laughs> not any fantasy. <laughs> no, fantasy. Just all of it. Anyway, yeah, so he's fallen down this this hole in the floor, which we later find out is taking him into a mine shaft. Herc, meanwhile, is now overcompensating for how mean he usually is to Oon. He's like, I'm so worried. We need to save my metal friend. Oh, how I love Oon. And it's like, you fucking pretender. Anyway, the monster mines attack Flora and Herc, who are in Drill Sergeant and Spike Trike, respectively, as Gillian and Jace head off in quick draw and aim for, aim force? Arm force to the forge. Flora uh, shoots some monster mines, and of course, Herc pushes them off a cliff because, you know, go with the tried and true method, right? Meanwhile, Gillian causes a rock slide to cover monster mines that are coming out of the uh, doorway to the forge. It's so painfully generic, isn't it? <laughs> All of it. It's just like, it's just the... It's literally rocks fall, everybody dies. Either either rocks, so basically one of two things happens in most monster mine fights. Either monster mines fall down rocks or rocks fall on monster mines. That's yeah. it. By the way, we, we watched a little bit of um, Sidebar. We watched a little bit of Mask. Mask has some canyon oh, so syndrome, canyons. Canyon uh... syndrome going on. If you've got vehicles, I mean, it's like, yeah, I guess it has to be. (laughs) What else is there? Cheap animation. Yeah. There are roads, man. Roads. (laughs) Yeah, but roads aren't obstacles, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just (laughs) stop someone on a road. Yeah, you can. They're called traffic lights, mate. (laughs) <laughs> a monster mind a monster mind isn't going to pay attention stopping to the traffic, traffic laws. light oh my god a stop sign we could have had that boy but I had to stop at the traffic light yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be that'd be great <laughs> anyway yeah so Gillian causes this rock slide uh, Wixland meanwhile has found Oon at the bottom of this hole that he's fallen down and he and he's like oh, you're in so, you're in pieces because Oon's of course fallen apart and it means it looks like Wixland was unaware of the monster mines or anything. He's just been AFK down in the mining. He's been wandering around the mines by himself. <laughs> just mining, you know, having a jolly old mining time. He's got to find that common ore that they're all made of. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the monster mine generals reporting into Sawboss that Jace has evaded them. Uh, so Sawboss TPs to the Forge planet because he's like, right now, fuck it, I, we're going to get him this time. And uh, although I have to say, although Wixland is unimpressed with Oon at this stage, he does actually concede that he's loyal at this stage because Oon still wants to help Jace. What I noticed on my third fucking rewatch of this episode today is that Wixland never says, he never expressly says he's going to melt down Oon. He just wants to see him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He could just be coming to... Like an MOT or something. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he would have actually made Oon not shit. Yeah. But apparently they all just want cowardly Oon, because that's... It makes them feel good about themselves. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, Wixland's found him. He's like... Sorry, we cut in. Sawboss has teleported him. Yeah, Sawboss has TP'd in. Uh, The monster mines then attack en masse. Like, they all kind of... Like, as the Technodrome lands, 
there's like vines coming out from underneath the tetandrum. There's just like monster vines riding out across the vines. Jace gets back to Flora and Herc and they're like, Oon is in a mine. So Jace gives Flora arm force and he takes Drill Sergeant so he can dig down into the mine to get to Oon quicker. Which, can I just say, really bad idea. Like historically, digging into mine shafts. <sighs> yeah, not, doesn't generally work out well. And oh, there's, there's, there's problems with how Drill Sergeant works anyway. The drill is not big enough for the car. <laughs> no, for no, it's not at all. <laughs> like, what you needed is, like, you know, the things from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the tunneling things mm, that they all... Yeah, yeah, that the foot soldiers that, travel. Oh, yeah. 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 That is what Drill Sergeant should have been to actually yes. function. But that was taken by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no, I'm sure this or predate... Does this predate... What year it is might it? might do, actually. I think it probably it does. Because this is 84. I don't know how long the Turtle comics were around before the cartoon, but... I, all I'm going to say is that drilling directly into the support strut of, of a mine yeah. is a stupid idea, and Jace does that. Yes, he does. So we cut back to Wixland and Oon, and like you say, J uh, Oon's like, I still still want to go and help Jace. I want to get back to my master. And Wixland's like, well, at least you're loyal. So he puts a challenge towards Oon. Oon gets his own test of courage. <laughs> So uh, he says, down this mine shaft, there is a sleeping dragon. Go and wake it and ride into battle. And upon being told this, Oon just faints. This is like, as, like, as challenges go, this is like bowling with the bumpers up, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a seat. Well, spoilers about the dragon. But, you know, it's not really going to be a killer dragon. No. Well, I mean, it is in terms of it takes well, it is, but it's not. not because it's yeah, like it's a friendly a friend. killer. Yeah. Uh, a friendly killer dragon. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind. So, meanwhile, the monster mines are attacking the Lightning League above ground, and Gillian creates more rock falls to bury them, because, yeah, why not? Oon then heads off down this mine shaft, and meanwhile, as he heads off, Wixland is attacked by a gun grinner, but Jace, or a gun trooper, rather, but Jace arrives and comes under the gun trooper to save Wixland, so he repeats that drill underneath it. So bear in mind, he's drilled down into the mine shaft, but drilled up under, like, so he went too far and had to come back up then. <laughs> well, was that his plan all along? <laughs> but he definitely drilled, like, yeah, he got lost. through a support beam. And like a, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like I just keep going about this, but it's a really <laughs> stupid thing to do. Mines collapse. On what part of... Jace's prior actions have given you the impression that he's a burden with an abundance of intelligence. Yeah, it's all part you know, of the plan. <laughs> like I say, I've, I've seen this episode like three times today. <laughs> all these, these really annoying details are so drilled into my head. So, Oon then, meanwhile, Oon gets to the dragon, which is like an old dragon. It's got beard. And uh, it's kind of like Pete's friendly dragon retirement yeah. years. Like a classic Chinese dragon as well. It's like horned. Mm. Yeah. Horned dragon. It's very old school Disney-esque, I think. But yeah, it's it seems old and it's got the kindest face. It's just <laughs> looks like a smiley, happy old yeah. dragon. So Oon stabs it with his uh, lance. Well, Oon can't wake him up. He's like, excuse me, Mr. Dragon, can you wake up? Because you wake up. And he's like, oh, well, that didn't work. I'll just stab it with my lance. Yeah, he really doesn't try much in between. <laughs> and of course, this is... But this wakes him up and he's less than impressed because, you know, it's like when KG bites my foot in the night and I wake up, no one likes to be woken up by being impaled. <laughs> Jace, meanwhile, has got back to the Lightning League and Gillian reports that the weapon energy on the, the vehicles is running low. 
That's never happened before. Yeah, they are getting hoarded, though, pretty bad. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the dragon is like, oh, why didn't you tell me you were Wixland's friend? Of course I'll let you ride ride me. Wixland's a great dude. And um, so he Oon gets on the dragon and rides him into battle as instructed by Wixland. And I mean, he comes out of the mouth-shaped cave yes. from earlier, from the start. He, like, flies out of it and just starts fucking rinsing the monster mines. Yeah, he just, like, so he's just breathing fire over all the monster mines. And it's it's a shame because the animation here is actually kind of shit for what could be a really epic moment because they just, yeah. they just put, basically got, like, cells of fire animation overlaid it on top of the the monster mines there's no actual visible damage happening to yeah, the monster it's mines it's very pale colored fire yeah. it's like he could just be spitting on them yeah he is they, well man, uh, they, you His know it's hearth fire isn't mm. it yeah. well, so. you know why the the flames pale colored don't you they're running out of money at this point so they're watering down the paint <laughs> <laughs> oh we can't afford red <laughs> just, just, Make that orange last. Just add a bit more water to it. But it's kind of see-through. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Kids won't give a shit. Anyway, uh, the dragon... Yeah, he's he's melting everything, but Sorboss has sent out a flapjack squadron who basically fling stuff at the uh, the dragon hearth fire and effectively kill it. And just, like, yeah. nerf him down. Sorboss then orders the monster mines to regroup and head in for the kill. And meanwhile, Jace is like... We have to use this ring to bring back to life, save the life of this dragon like he saved ours. But he uses the ring while performing JoJo poses. It's <laughs> like it is a pure JoJo pose. It's fucking hilarious. In fact, if I can find if I can find it, I'll screen grab it. I'll put it in the sh- the show notes on the website. Not the website where I put pictures mostly for the shows is um the other social media thing. Instagram, Facebook, no, Twitter, Tumblr, Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr, that one. Uh, but yeah, so he heals the dragon with the ring and the dragon immediately jumps up and Hearthfire starts resuming his attack on the monster mines, just annihilates all of them. And then he <laughs> lands... like dr- stomping on the terror. Yeah, he lands on the technodrome and starts like just stomping and mashing on it. And it's like inside, it's like cracking apart. So it's not very structurally sound at all. Who'd have thought spherical <laughs> buildings... Anyway, saw bosses immediately like, right, I'm out. So uh, so he TPs out. Um so after after all the monster mines have been defeated and everything, everyone gets back together and we've got Wixlin decides that like so we've got Wixlin and the Lightning League, everyone's around, and Wixlin's like, Don't worry, you I won't melt you down since your loyalty to Jason helps you overcome your fear, kind of. He then says Oon is not the bravest squire he's ever made. But he is the oddest. And like Jay says, unique. And he's like, hmm, I guess unique will do. But I really mean shit. Yeah, you can see him really reaching, like struggling to say something nice. Well, yeah. he's not the bravest squire I've ever made. And just to just to cap it all off, Oon promises to be brave from now on. And the yeah. dragon arrives behind him and he just screams. And that's yeah. it. Cut. And so that is this, the penultimate episode of Jace, which is just final proof, Oon is shit. And, like, can just weak source. Here we are. Let's Here do we, it. We are at fi- the final ride at Journey's End. Episode Not the final si- ride to nowhere near the Journey's End. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the episode 65. The suicide and, episode. 
suicide, <laughs> the final suicide at Journey Suicide. The moral suicide, message. suicide, yes. suicide, suicide. The moral message is suicide is heroic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's terrible. Yeah, the, there you go, kids. Go out. Kids. There you go, kids. Go out and kill yourself. You'll be a this hero. This wasn't even woke in the eighties. <laughs> so, <laughs> in true in true Lightning League fashion, we open up on the Pride destroying a planet, and then another one, and then congratulations, and then celebrating. <laughs> They're all like, "Yay!" And Finally Gil- did it. Gillian says, "That's the last of them. The supply ships do not need to worry about Edwardian webs anymore in this sector." I love that. Imagine like a ruffle around the planet, <laughs> like it's like so. The, there were webs between planets, rather than blow up the get rid of the webs they were like no no we'll just blow up the planet that is, that is literally the the oh my god there's a spider in my house i have to burn the whole house <laughs> <laughs> this is there's a spider in my house nuke the planet it's i guess the only it's like way less, to be sure. less less planets for the monster minds to colonize i guess well, i don't even think this was anything to do with monster minds this no, was just no. edwardian webs but uh we can like we could see some kind of web like thing between the planets but anyway herc says he wants some sleep because they've been at this for 36 hours and meanwhile shithead Oon corrects him and says no 39 and you had a nap once which is <laughs> so, fair i think but this is my favorite line of the show this episode is that herc's then like do you know what your problem Oon is Oon is and he's like what your fear of can openers Oon's like i don't have a fear of can openers and herc's like you will do when i'm fucking finished with you <laughs> And then Oon runs away screaming. Really learned a lot from his time with the Squire Smith. Yeah. <laughs> but all the Lightning League agree that it's time to go to bed. And just as they're about to head off and get 40 winks, they get an SOS signal. And it's uh, coming from plan- a planet called Argus 4. And it's like a military commander saying, help the monster mines of on our planet. We're holding them at bay, whatever that means, uh, at the moment. But we need help. And Jace is about to radio back and Herc's like, no. I am tired and I want to go to bed. Fuck them. <laughs> totally fair. They can't yeah. always be the saviors, right? Exactly. But before they even get a chance to respond, someone else comes over the intercom. Because I don't know how space intercoms work, but they, they see this commu- just open channel. Just open channels left, right, and center. So they see this guy rep- replying and he says, I'm alone, but I will come and help fight. I fought Sawboss before. My name is Aragon. What a dick. <laughs> Aragon the arrogant. <laughs> With a beautiful mullet. Mm. With a beautiful mullet. And Jay says to Herc that, hey, you might be tired, but there's five of us. There's only one of him. Look at him show you up. And Gillian says he knows of Argus 4, and it has a population of millions that would be slaves for Sorbos if they were to survive the invasion. So Jay's then radios Aragon to tell who to say, hey, will come and help and Aragorn's like basically tells him to fuck off he's like no I'll deal if you go to Argos 4 you'll regret it (laughs) he's such a dick immediately yeah (laughs) so So aggressive Herc gets immediately tetchy with this this shit like upstart little shit well he's already having to deal with one upstart little (laughs) shit like another one on the books is too much so Herc's like no we're going to we're going to Argos 4 I'm showing this guy up and uh jay says yes you're right herc let's go and herc's like the one time you think i'm right i'd rather be wrong (laughs) and going with that old reverse psychology um so the pride hyperdrives to argus 4 which basically is teleport it just teleports like how can it not get to audric when it can just teleport because they don't know where to teleport to and by the time they know where to teleport to audric's already gone i think anyway they get to Argus 4 and they land on a proper airfield 
and they're mm. met by some kind of military military general, a military guy who's just taken them to the general Markham. On the way, they explain that they have lots of starfighters, but nothing suited to the kind of war that Sawboss is waging. So, <laughs> ground vehicles. They've got no drills. They've got no, no can- canyon creating. They've no tanks. <laughs> this is a military. This is a military power that has no ground army. Yeah, they focus all their budget on space. Space Force. <laughs> Shock and awe. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, on their way walking through this airfield, they t- they see a real fancy ship, which Oon points out, saying, "Oh, look at that ship." Uh, and it turns out that it's arrogant. It's like, whose is that? And Aragon's like, it's mine. <laughs> dickhead, dickhead, dickhead. And uh, yeah, he's basically just a cocky dickhead to all of them. And he's so pissy. He, he really, really is. Really hostile. Um, like, oh, well, you're here. Well, the fate is on your own head then. Yeah. Like, and Oon, Oon gets really pissy and is like, I hate him. And Gillian's like, well, he's defends his right to free speech, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he really does. He's like, well, you know. He can say what he wants and, and will defend to the death his right to say it. But like, he's just being a prick. Like, it's yeah. okay to say he's being a prick. Uh, yeah, you know, like, you can, people can have free speech and still be pricks. There should be consequences. Yeah, so, he does give a bit of background, doesn't he? Like, he does say about... I mean, he's clearly got, like, PTSD or something. His people, well, his entire people were destroyed. Yeah, because they basically cut to, the next cut is to them with the General Markham. And it's Aragon just basically monologuing saying yes my entire world and family were destroyed by Sorbos and the monster yeah. mines and now i'm dedicated my entire life to fighting Sorbos, which is not true he's dedicated his entire life to revenge at all costs <laughs> well, as we yeah. later find out <laughs> um but just as the general is explaining the kind of current military situation they're alerted that the monster mines are advancing so he's basically just like fuck it just get out there and fight Jace offers to coordinate coordinate his attacks with Aragon, who's just like, no, fuck you. Flora says that she senses that he's full of hate and pain. So thanks, Flora. Pass to the dark side. Amazing insight there. He's he's Anakin because he hadn't made it clear his feelings at all. No, no. So the the planet's military, Jace, the Lightning League, and Aragon all head out to fight the monster mines. We cut to Sorbos, who we now find out is aware of Aragon, because he's saying, I didn't plan on both these nuisance boys being here at the same time, but this is a chance to get rid of them both once and for all. I love that there has been this whole other series that we've never seen, where Sorbos is dealing with Aragon on his like days off from Jace. So Amazing. I don't know whether I'd rather watch Aragon. I was just <laughs> about to ask, which show do you think would be better, Jace and the Will Warriors no, or Aragon yeah. and the the geno- genocide arrogant. <laughs> arrogant and the lonely genocide <laughs> <laughs> at least there's no fucking oon in the other yeah. ones and he doesn't rely on MacGuffins actually he does rely on MacGuffins mm. but they're just nuclear warheads <laughs> yeah, this would be a much grittier cartoon series yes <laughs> definitely so Herc so, like, I, I was the- <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just, you know, at the end of every episode of Jace, they they always like give the planet something that means the um, <laughs> arrogance will never come back. Yeah, he just he's like he does the same, but with radioactive fallout. Arrogan yeah, like, no like plant the, uh, the Warhammer alive. 40k intruding into Jace's verse. So Definitely. as they're out in out in battle, uh, Herc and Jace are driving along side by side, and Herc's like. For all his talk, I can't even see Aragon, which is then where Aragon comes over the radio and is like, look up. And Aragon kind of basically flybys, flybys? Yeah, flybys Jason Herc. 
and drop some bombs right in front of them. And Gillian's just like shouts at them over the internet, get the fuck out of there because they're antimatter modules, which are basically this this world and like like super nukes. Super yeah. nukes, yeah. And they create massive explosions and craters and Arrogant's basically at this point trying to kill the Lightning League because wherever Jason Herc go, he's like dropping bombs and they're just about escaping the blast radius. Oon asks Jace, after all the fighting dies down, the monster mines retreat because of the, the nukes. Uh, Oon asks Jace if they won and he Jace replies, let me think about it and get back to you. Jace is very... Uh... Battlehand, weary veteran in that moment. Well, I think I think at that point he's he's even he is getting proper pissed with uh, with yeah. arrogant. <laughs> he does say that these uh, antimatter modules like almost banned on almost all civilized worlds. Yeah, it's basically kind of as much as it's an allegory for for nukes. <clears throat> it's also kind of like napalm, like Foster, because mm. that is outlawed yeah. as well. That was banned after Nam because. Lord knows America used a lot of napalm, napalm mm. in Vietnam. Uh, but yeah, Jace, say, Jace is kind of ranting arrogant, saying, you could have killed us as well. And Arrogant's response is, don't try and cheer me up. So <laughs> He's Herc, not really making any secret of his no. plan, really, is Herc he? goes for him. He right? fucking launches him. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he wrestles into the ground and they do like a proper roll around scuffle and they have to be pulled. I love it. He says like, he's like, you're a loose cannon and one day you'll blow up in someone's <laughs> face. He, he he actually says he wants to Pantera him. Five minutes alone. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this is like peak dad hook. Yeah, he's, yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, like... Yeah, give me five minutes. No, no, just give me three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, you're right. He says he's a loose cannon. He's going to blow up in someone's face. Um, but... After this, the Lightning League finally get to go to bed. So, I mean, I would be crotchety if I was Herc at this point. I've been awake for, what, 48 hours yeah, now? Yeah, and there's, you know, the rest of his life up to this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but while they're asleep, Un is kind of doing the rounds, patrolling in battle base. And he, um, someone must have left a monitor on that's watching Aragon. Creepy, I guess. Oh, I bet that was him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and he sees how Aragon has is doing something and he goes to check it out and he kind of like is go sneaking on board Aragon's ship and he overhears Aragon like talking to his ship computer and it turns out Aragon's planted and detonated a load of charges on a planetoid in the vicinity of the planet and it's now on a collision course with the planet that they're on Argus 4 and his, uh, Aragon's intention is basically to wipe out this entire planet to kill Sorbos. Like, he's going to deep impact Sorbos, basically. Yeah. and just genocide the entire race of people on this planet. And we find out here that there's 12 hours bef before uh, left where they can make a course correction on the planetoid. After 12 hours, it's past the point of no return. The planetoid is going to impact with the planet. Nothing can stop it. So Oon hears all this and tries to get away to warn Jace in the loudest manner possible. Uh, because he like, clatters down the ramp and shit. He's he? talking out loud going, got to warn Jace, got to warn Jace. And Aragon just turns around and goes, uh, excuse me? <laughs> nope. And so what Aragon does is, he, like, as Oon is trying to get down the gangplank of Aragon's ship, he closes the gangplank and takes off. And Oon's kind of, like, trapped on the outside of the ship and he just dumps Oon in monster mine territory on the planet. Me, uh, the monster mines actually detect Oon for falling. They don't know what he is, but they like they detect him on their 
uh, instruments and Torbos sends out some troopers to go and find out what it is. Meanwhile, we get in the we cut back to the morning now at the base and the Lightning League are all out looking for Oon. And when I say looking for Oon, they're all stood in the exact same spot shouting Oon. <laughs> they don't really want to yeah. find him. <laughs> they're <laughs> they're literally next to the pride. It's a very yeah. token gesture. <laughs> they're just like, Oon, Oon, Oon. We've tried nothing <laughs> and we couldn't find oh, him. <laughs> they try even more nothing as soon. Uh, but they, the Aragon comes by and they're like, hey, have you seen Oon? And he's like, nope, not seen him. And then Herc's like, I heard you doing something something last night. What were you doing? And Aragorn's like, I was just dumping some trash. Cold. Love it. <laughs> mean, <Sick> burn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Meanwhile, we cut to Herc, who's now fixing something to Drill Sergeant, and we find out that it's a magnetic ray that Gillian's made, which they're going to use to 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 magnetize to find <laughs> they're going oon fishing basically. yeah but this is this is so impractical everyone's cutlery everyone's wallet everyone's the belt. monster like, mines the fucking there's metal in all of it made <laughs> like yeah like it's just gonna stick to the pride of the sky i love it because it doesn't even actually get used either they no. make the ray and then they go out and then flora's like oh i can sense oon <laughs> well, the, the thing is, they're, spo- they're supposedly driving, al- driving along with it on all the time, just kind of like in case they drive past Oon and it sucks them in. But this thing would have all kinds of shit stuck to it by this point, yeah. I, which means it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in the end, even Flora sends him nearby and then Oon just, he's walking along like a high ridge line and he just trips and falls and falls <laughs> down like a, a mountainside and lands like smack in front of the Lightning League. It's ridiculous. I think, like, why didn't they just imply that the magnet was doing that instead yeah. of mm-hmm. him falling over? Because yeah. even the creators of this show want Oon to look stupid. Yeah. Like, you've got to sell toys, though. Who's going to want an Oon toy? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they didn't Oon. have Oon toys at this point, remember? No, they didn't have uh, any identifiable... No, it was just oh, a driver. Yeah. 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 So maybe it made the toys more appealing. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, so they've, they've got Oon back like he's just kind of stumbled out and he kind of war- he warns them about the the plan that Aragon's done and the planetoid impending impact into the planet Jace tells Herc to go and warn the general and help how he can and Jace is going to go and try and stop Aragon so Jace confronts Aragon who gives zero fucks and he says he didn't want to do it but that's if he, he didn't really want- did if he didn't want to do it, he wouldn't have done it's it. It's extremely premeditated. Yeah, I mean, it was it was clearly his intention the entire time. So, Jace and Aragon now fight and roll like they, not like Herc's fighting. This is the, they just roll. They just embrace. They just roll. Roll down. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but first, Aragon does literally jump over Jace and land on him behind, like land behind him on the gangplank. Yeah, and then he does some more ag- acrobatics and lands just at the edge of this pit. I don't know what this pit is, by the way. It's just in the middle of the airfield military base. It's a giant pit. cuboid pit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he falls down, and Aragon falls down, and Jace goes to help him. And uh, Aragon's like, hey, Jace, you're good, but I can't let you stop me, and pulls him down using Jace's, uh, yeah, Jace's own momentum, throws him into the pit. Um, he's as he's running away, Aragon saying, "I'm sorry, it had to end this way." He's like, "No, you're <laughs> fucking not. No, he's not. He literally planned that." <laughs> yeah, it's like. You're not sorry, and it didn't need to end this way at all. So Aragon gets in his ship and flies off, and Jace just jumps in this shitty transport vessel, like blocky thing, and flies after him. Meanwhile, the Lightning League are with the General, who 
<laughs> I fucking they, hate this. Like, we better evacuate the planet, get the well, royal family. Before that, they do. So the general asks what they're doing up there, uh, like Aragon and Jace. And the Lightning League don't actually explain anything. They're just being really cryptic, like, oh, the fight, their fight might decide the end of the planet, or, uh, you know, like. The general's yeah. like, but no, they need solid information. They're intentionally obfuscating it. <laughs> Maybe there's a planetoid that might blow up, but who can say? It'd be tough news to deliver to somebody, though, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, but I think it's pretty urgent on its way. <laughs> to deliver it. I think hey. it's imperative. So apparently it's not, because you're right, because as soon as they say something's happening, they try and evacuate the royal family <laughs> yeah. first. Imagine, imagine breaking that news. It's like, so, so what are your thoughts on genocide? There's some minor <laughs> like, genocide. How do, you feel, how do you feel about genocide as a concept? <laughs> like desert island discs. Are, are you, you going to be genocide? What five, what five things would you take with you? The, well, the royal, royal family. family. <laughs> yeah, if, if, if your planet was going to be destroyed, how would you want it to happen? Hypothetical situation here. <laughs> so, yeah, meanwhile, Jace, uh, so the, Flora detects monster mines and Herc issues a lightning strikes order. Because he's like, as the kid would say, lightning strikes. So they run out to kind of battle the monster mines. Meanwhile, Jace is chasing Aragon in space. And Jace <laughs> and is giving him grief. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's radioing. <laughs> he's just harassing him. He's radioing Aragon and saying, stop, don't destroy the planet. Destroying one planet doesn't make his planet come back or change anything. But I feel like Aragon's point of view is like, I fucking know that. I, I just care. want to kill Sorboss yeah. at all costs. Yeah. There's like I, an hour left until the point of no mm, return for the planet and stuff. We cut to Sorboss getting a report from one of the Monster Mind generals that they've detected something coming from the direction of the sun. Because that's the whole thing that he's, this planetoid is is in the, the, what's the word I'm looking for, path? Like line of sight. Yeah. Line of it's sight hidden, of the sun. It's, it's hidden by, by the sun, sun, effectively. Yeah. So... Uh, <laughs> The old uh, Peregrine Falcon tactic. And Sawboss says, well, keep monitoring it, and as soon as you know what it is, tell me. And this was literally like the one weakness that that, that Jace <laughs> mentioned while giving him grief. He's like, but if Sawboss notices it, it will be for nothing. And he's like, he won't ever notice it. <laughs> and then it cuts to Sawboss doing this, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that you say? A planetoid? <laughs> um, so then Sawboss then orders the monster mines to attack, and he's going to go and oversee the final destruction of his enemies. And I love then it. Jason, this is where Jason asks Aragon, what if you fail? What if your plan fails? What if CB, 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 <laughs> oh, what if old CB, uh, what if old Sawboss teleports away in time and you destroy a planet for nothing? How will you feel then? Your name will be a curse across the universe. He'll be like, you'll be just like Sawboss. Yeah. Like nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't think Aragon cares because he gave no shits. Like he doesn't. He does. He doesn't think, change he his mo- mind about any of it. No, he has a momentary stammer of no, but then he's like, no, no, it can't happen. Can, it will kind of work. Wavers, it will work. But the yeah. reason he spoilers <laughs> makes his final sacrifice and kills himself is not because he's realised it's the right thing to do. It's because he's realised his plan is going to fail. Yeah, this is. It's, it's a very petulant from- response. <laughs> He is suffering from very severe PTSD. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah, he's not I, in his right he, mind. He, he needed therapy. And you, I, he's even, been let down by. The I think even below him. the PTSD, he's still an asshole. Yeah, I mean, you can be both. <laughs> yeah, but, he needed uh, therapy, but all he got was grief from Jace. <laughs> so we Un finally has clued. This is where Un finally clues in the general that oh, by the way, deep impact's going to happen, and <laughs> the, the, the general, like you said, the general's first thing is evacuate the royal family someone has to survive and it has to be the, the royal family 
the genet- possibly the genetically weakest people on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually the royal family. Yeah, we're not going to try and save any scientists or we, even we, just like some young people. No, we have to save the weak jaws. I want no chins and receding hairlines are plenty. Rabid consumption. <laughs> <laughs> and just a, just a smidge of casual racism. That's the kind of royal family I can respect and rebuild a civilization with. <laughs> so then we cut back to Sorbos, who <laughs> his general's like, by the way, that thing, it's a planetoid. <laughs> and he's like, all right, yeah. Well, no, first he's like, oh no, surely not. There must be time to escape. And like, yeah, mate, you can teleport. It's fine. Yeah, you just say, by the black light, I go, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, off. It's instant. It's instant. <laughs> and then Jay says Aragorn isn't, isn't, this is what Jay says, Aragorn is no better than Sorbos, and his name would be a curse across the galaxy. And now with the planetoid is past the point of no return it's just tipped over the 12 hour mark yeah and at which point cb cb i keep saying cb what <laughs> Sorbos. Sorbos. sb yeah Sorbos goes for the preservation of the black light i go and immediately tp's away fine and radios to jace to tell him that Sorbos has left and because they're just using open communications during world wartime as you do Aragon overhears this as well, and he's like, "No, no, 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 this can't be true." And so Aragon's immediate thing, like immediate switch reaction, is like, "Right, I'm going to suicide into the planet and no, use my like, antibiotic." Yeah, he's like, "Well, then, fine, fuck all of you." It, like it's this really petulant response. You, I was surprised. I literally like was like, "What is going on?" It's not what you expect from a kids' this. TV show. I did not expect this at all. No. No, and yeah, I was, like, I was like, maybe, and then he, then he actually did it. You know what I mean? Like he started talking about it, and then he actually did it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like a kids' cartoon? Yeah, and just like flew straight into it. And, and it, like, there was no like sugar coating. Like my only, well, we'll come on to it in the end. But yeah, uh, Jace. So yeah, he he. Uh, sorry, Aragon basically says, yeah, my ship is the only thing that could stop it because I've got antimatter modules, and so he arms all the antimatter modules and flies straight into the planetoid and blows it up. And Jace is shouting for him, saying, "Use your use your ejector seat." I'm like, ejector seat in space, <laughs> in, into an explosion. Yes. I like this, uh, Aragon's like, I wish we could have been friends. It's like, yeah. well, you could have been friends. Yeah, you could have been. Jace was you very friendly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is all on you. <laughs> Jace is, like, friendly to the point where it's detrimental to him. <laughs> but anyway, he goes and martyrs himself, uh, Aragon, that is. And uh, Jace gets back to... Uh, oh, wait, no. He th- First, he thanks Jace to, for stopping him from making a mistake. And it's like, no, you made That's the mistake. <laughs> you made the mistake. <laughs> yeah, now you're paying for it with your yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, That's he a didn't... pretty big mistake. And again, he, also... he didn't kind of do this because it was the right thing to do and there was time to save the planet. He He did it because... It basically, he just left. kind of threw all his toys out of the pram, yeah. you know? And he, he says to Jace, remember me, friend. I'm like, A, not friends, and B, like I would forget the it. nutter that <laughs> tried to blow up. That I, yeah, I, I'm going to forget the nutter that sent a, tried to create planet collision and then yeah. suicided when it went wrong. It's funny, <laughs> the thing about history is you don't generally forget about the people who did genocide. Yeah. <laughs> like, or even try to do genocide. The main topics, aren't they? <laughs> it's like it's the one thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then, so then Aragon crashes into the planet and dies. And Jace, we then come back to Jace with the general Markham and everyone on, on planet Argus 4. Does that mean there's three other Arguses? 
then they've all been destroyed. Yeah. By Aragon. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, Monster, I was thinking no, Monster Mines, but who knows? Argos 3 was actually the other planet coming <laughs> towards them. <laughs> it's already got like millions of dead people on it's it. It's like the first Pride of the Skies. We just don't talk about it. Credit, so, credit to Jace for this, though. He covers, he covers the Aragon, yeah. yeah. Um, so Jace just tells the general that Aragon did something that means Sawboss will never come back. <laughs> of course. Because, <laughs> like... <laughs> What what's the reasoning there? Oh, Sawboss isn't come come back because because this planet is full of nutters. But well, no, like, to blow up the surely Sawboss has the the wherewithal to find out that no, the planetoid didn't hit the planet, and he can just go back and resume his attack now. Yeah, and the nutter that the other petulant kid that was a thorn in his side is dead. Yeah, this has maybe, actually been a maybe, net gain for Sawboss. You know, you know, we love reaching for reasons in this show, <laughs> but maybe like the planetoid that he blew up is basically now irradiated asteroid belt yes, around it's the planet. Antimatter defense. Nothing yeah. can leave. No, nobody now. Nothing this planet, nobody. Nobody leaves, nobody ah, leaves. That might be why it's the last episode. The Lightning League is stuck there. The Lightning literally stuck, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, Jace actually says, Sawboss will never come back and Aragon is a hero. And, and then you I made get this like somber shot of, of the them League standing there. In the, right? the, yeah, they kind of walk outside and the sunlight hits them. But I did make a note here that I'm pretty sure the fucking ring could have stopped the planetoid. It's yes. done, like, I'm sorry, you could have oh done this. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. We so didn't now talk we're, about in the, we're in the position of having to consider if Jace let Aragon kill himself. I mean, you oh. would though, wouldn't you? Like, maybe, and Je- then, maybe and then secretly he Jace... be the bigger man at the end. Yeah. Like, so maybe Jace maybe secretly Jace was like, oh, this guy's better than me. Gotta get rid of him. Mm. Gotta go. What a dick. Or if he finds think, my dad first and my dad likes him. I think my main problem with... All of this that we've done is that none of the characters are actually likable. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I think no. I think Herc Flora. Is. I agree. Flora and, Flora Herc, and Herc, actually, yeah. and their relationship early. Do you remember in the first? Yeah, part like of the they series, had this the really 30s. nice relationship yeah. at points. Like the um, okay. the what was the the blood, the blood, just the blood spider crystal. blood crystal with the spider yeah. where they get frozen, mm. and Herc's like really tender yeah. with Flora. Yeah. That's true. Actually, I would watch a Herc and Flora like spin up. So, yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, Jay, G- J- Gillian and his fear, his fear of being a useless old man and, and being his, the least his obsession pacifist, with pacifist, he's the most violent pacifist I've ever seen. <laughs> and, 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 and his child bothering. <laughs> I think that's like, hey, Flora, sit in my torture chair. I think that's the thing. And that, I mean, obviously part of it is, is because the series was never finished, but it's the kind of the cardinal sin of a long form piece of entertainment like this is that nobody is any different at the beginning than at the end, with the possible exception of Herc. Yeah, he's just yeah. more downtrodden than beaten. <laughs> but also, he's yeah, come but to no, because Herc is also people. a bit. Yeah, exactly. He he even says lightning strikes a few times in yeah. the episodes. And stuff. Yeah, Herc is yeah. the only like Herc is really the only person with like actual defined yeah, character. Yeah, and you see you see character development in Herc. Like, okay, it's not consistent or whatever, but you can definitely track. Yeah. Uh, whereas yeah. for the others, they're pretty much the same at the start and yeah. at the end. So that is how Jason the Wheel Warriors ends. Suicide. Not with a genocide, but with a with suicide. suicide. The, you the you exact is, is suicide the exact opposite of genocide? I guess. Yeah, like the death of yeah, the death, death of, of one. So like yeah. self death, yeah. self death versus everyone's death. Yeah. <laughs> or is or, or is or, or is really the stark option like the resuscitation of one person versus genocide? They're the two exact polar opposites, saving one life, killing all lives. 
I would say maybe achieving nirvana through meditation would be the opposite of genocide. <laughs> Just having <laughs> being a nice, one, happy being life. one with the universe or destroying everybody alive. Yeah. Um, you sent me a text, like I think it was after we recorded the actual first attempt of the last episode of this show, Nero, about how long we'd spent. Yes, talking about it. Do you remember? Well, how so long now it was? it's even longer. Oh yeah, it was around twenty hours or something ridiculous. Let me check because now we can add another. Yeah, 20, two and a half, two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, so now it's 24, 25 hours or, or thereabouts. Obviously, with to so edited, I can tell yeah. you um, what the the playlist because I've got a dedicated playlist on Spotify with all these episodes, and that playlist, not including this episode, is nineteen and a half hours. Wow! And you asked me basically when we re recorded this the first time, like what my thoughts were and i was yeah. like just don't don't or something yeah i gave a one word answer i was like just don't do it or whatever but i will i will rescind that statement now and be like actually my childhood memories of this were much better than it actually yes. is watching it now but as an adult watching it again and sitting down and chatting with it with it about it with friends and stuff like that's meant a lot and it's yeah. been actually really good you know what i mean yeah. like, and i would act, i would actually recommend anyone who used to watch it to watch it with some friends and just yeah. chat shit about it you know what i mean sit on the couch and chat shit about it like it, it's one of those what we're doing that's what's yeah. been so special about mm. it yeah it's one of those it's one of those like it's the perfect thing to sit around with your mates smoke a few joints get blazed yeah. and have a right old laugh watching <laughs> this show because there are it's got a kick-ass soundtrack. You can't. You, we can't deny the both the intro and ending credits, which are different, which is rare for a cartoon, having yeah. different intro and ending, and they're both bangers. Uh, it's got some. It has got a few actually pretty good episodes in there. It's got some really fucking weird shit. It's it's it was a really out there concept even for its time, which was new yeah. of throw stuff at the wall and see how much of it sells. Yeah. You know, mm. I can't think of it. There are a lot of space cartoons. There There's are a lot, lot of vehicle cartoons. cartoons as well. I can't think of anything else that's really like Jason the Wheel. No. It takes, There's like, a lot of cartoons out there that are like mundane. Mm. And you yeah. couldn't sit there and comment the whole way through. Yeah, like there would be nothing well. to discuss. You no. Know? Yeah. Just like, this is a fine show. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like it. you, you couldn't do this for something like uh, Bugs Bunny. No. Or like, a, a, you know, a, a Looney Tunes or a, a Warner Brothers. Yeah. So that is Looney Tunes. Or a Disney cartoon, mm. even. Yeah. Like, uh, like Recess. You couldn't do this for Recess. No. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it's all just it's so homogenous. The one no. thing, the one thing you cannot see, like, Jason the Wheel Warriors is a fucking unique experience. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, very definitely. true. And it has, it has made me excited to go and do more. Like, yeah. Talking, like, we are going to do Visionaries. Visionaries next, definitely Dungeons and then Dragons. Dungeons Visionaries, and Dragons. Um, I I worry that Visionaries would be like Jace and it will be terrible. But I don't actually genuinely love Visionaries. I, I think Visionaries will be okay because the thing about Visionaries is it's not long enough to outstay its welcome. Yeah, yeah, There's, this is true. We I, have done sixty-five episodes God, of Jace. Bear in mind, so when we get around to doing Mask, there's like seventy-five of those, and oh the final God. series of Mask is just all about them racing Venom. I don't know if I'm going to make it through seventy episodes of Mask. I could barely make it through the one we watched the other day. <laughs> Mask is going to be one of those we'll ones. Find a new format. We'll have to find a new format. For well, mask or something, so like. going just going, your favorite episode or something. We can do one favorite episode each or something. Well, I, I, what I'm thinking, what we could do is maybe just take uh, a, like a couple of episodes from. Uh, so the way we're going to format the shows going forward when we're doing uh, 
watchy, long, reviewy things of cartoon series is we're going to limit ourselves to three shows per episode. We'll take a show each to yeah. uh, to narrate through as we've been doing, kind of similar to how we've been doing for the back half. We, I think now five, we, I realized five episodes was ambitious per episode. Like five episodes of the show per episode of podcast was an ambitious goal. Um, but we did as, it. We did it. And, yeah. But it'll help us keep the episode length down a little bit more, divvy up the workload a little bit. Yeah, for Mask, if we don't end up doing the full thing, maybe we'll just do like either pick, because there's three seasons. So we could pick a season or we could pick a chunk of episodes from each season. Mm. Uh, I, I guess we one thing I'll need to find out is if there's any to-be-continued multi-parters because mm. that might be the thing to focus on is like a multi-part <laughs> It might episode. be the thing to avoid though, after <laughs> yeah. the Libby's saga. Actually, um, yeah, this is one thing I would say. If you're going to watch Chase again, as soon as Libby's done, yeah, stuff you can starts, skip. Just, just skip those five episodes. I don't know. Uh, if you're stoned and you see fucking Sinister Crab Wolf, oh. that's going to be a fucking fun time. <laughs> maybe maybe watch them as like a separate thing after the rest of the regular episodes or something. Yeah, but, they, they don't add anything. You wouldn't miss anything no. by skipping them unless you're no. really interested in carcinization. Yeah, no, they're, they're just bollocks. <laughs> I, I, I tried to think, to I tried, I tried to think of some, there is nothing, <laughs> no. there is nothing. But, uh, like, favourite, if you can remember back, favourite episode? Oh, God, I don't know. I, I don't know. For me, like, looking back now, uh, and just because of the reviews, I have to say the first one, because it's given us so many jokes that have run <laughs> throughout this entire review. The lead... we've referenced the laser card how many times Mm -hmm. like there's so much gold in that first episode the oon with his opening mouth exposition dump (laughs) just that first episode the first episode oh gets God, you I so high. The was a TV that you can look into his mouth. <laughs> yeah. never that that never come up again. <laughs> yeah. There's so much shit that happens in that I, first um, episode that never comes up. I like some of the Herc focus ones where you yeah. find out about I the do. hundreds of jobs he's had. Yes, like the Space Pirates yeah. episode was really good. The uh, like the Bloodstone was really mm. good. The Magician Moon. Yes, yeah. Was yeah, fun. The Magician Moon was probably one of my favorite. Just as it was an acid trip of an episode. Yeah. It was so weird. Um yeah, so I think there, there there are some really cool episodes in there. If you want to know more about them and you've not listened to the rest of the series, <laughs> go back and listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Why and- would you start with this episode? <laughs> <laughs> just get to the end. <laughs> like, I want to know what happened. Oh, it's just genocide. Oh, shit. Yep. We, no, suicide. Uh, aborted genocide. That is a black metal band right there. <laughs> <laughs> aborted oh, genocide. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Or if you wanted like an epic balsic aborted genocide that became suicide. <laughs> it's like balsic off levels. Oh my god, it. I want to stop saying genocide and suicide now. That's the name of our next two cats. Genocide and suicide. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no. Wow. No. Jojo and Dio. Yes. <laughs> no, we're not having I, two more cats. We're not having two more cats. No, but we could have genocide, suicide, no, and homicide. No, 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 no. Stop <laughs> saying these words. And then patricide no. and regicide. And Deicide would be a great name for a cat. We're not having that many more cats. No, we're not. We're having one more. And it will be deal. Anyway, enough about our cats. Enough about Jace. We're done. Enough about Jennifer. This is the final, final done done. And for one last time, lightning strikes. Lightning, lightning strikes. strikes.